0: Welcome back, everybody, to Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. I am the alien nerd, Joel Reeves, and we probably sound like shit because we're using Skype for the first time Hey-o. with me. Not not actually with me, as always, because he's not next to me, Taylor Salen. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And a little bit closer to me, just geographically wise, <laughs> we both live in L.A.,
1: Lawrence <laughs> Burling.
2: Hi, friends. Hey, man, uh,
1: I, I live in L.A., it's just greater L.A. Oh,
2: mm.
1: <laughs> uh, I... Is that true? Hey, man. Yeah. I'm still in, I'm still in L.A. County, technically. It's, that, that's like, not... barely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally barely.
2: You've got, uh-huh. like, one foot out almost. Yeah. You drive, <laughs> drive, like, two
1: miles east, and I'm, I'm in San Bernardino County. Yep.
0: So, anyway, we're all super busy people, and this is literally the only time we could not all be in the same room at the same time mm-hmm. without going two months without doing a podcast. We yeah. can do one month. We don't like doing two months, yeah. so uh, yep. this is a Skype cast. Lauren, why aren't you why aren't you uh, gonna be here anymore? Where are you going?
2: Uh, I'm going to London tomorrow.
0: Oh shit! You yep. sound like you're from London, <laughs> and I will be in Spain at the end of next week. I know, man, that's crazy, and that's crazy. Uh, you're I'm so upset.
2: close to being there together.
0: I know. I'm upset with her because i'm gonna be in london like right after she leaves yeah Yeah. you guys totally
1: didn't plan this i mean we tried it was just too expensive (laughs) for
2: me to stay until joel gets there yeah
0: yeah yeah totally i get that
2: tried real hard
0: yep Uh, all right before we get into things taylor play me those sweet smooth jams from so far far away waka waka
1: Man, you know, I really wish we could have got the, um, the, the proper setup going for, for a little inside ba- baseball for people because then I could have just like piped that shit straight through the mixer and we could have done a live Wooka You know how much,
0: you know how much fucking trouble we had even just being
1: able to I know. talk to each other tonight? I know. This <laughs> shit is so frustrating. We gotta, we gotta figure out what's going on with this madness.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I haven't been watching literally anything, so I'm gonna let you two talk Mm. for a while yeah well do you want to go first lauren or
3: should Uh, i go go first first. okay
1: copy that i got a i got a little a a nice little list going here so um obviously it's been a a while since we've talked so i've been watching a bunch of stuff
0: um i'll try to go wait 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 Wait, are you trying to say that we don't podcast often
1: no i'm just trying to say that (laughs) i've been watching a lot of stuff recently oh okay cool Which i have been um especially this month there's been a bunch of stuff but um so I guess jumping back, it's been a while. Uh, I saw Bad Boys for Life, which came out in January. Um, nice. I believe Joel. What month is it right now? It's February. Oh shit. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's already February, I guess is the point. But, uh, yeah, I saw Bad Boys for Life. I was expecting this to, I mean, we talked about the trailer before. I was yeah. expecting it to be like just okay and sort of be a pale imitation of, of Michael Bay, uh, his style at least. And, um, this movie is a very pleasant surprise. It's actually pretty good. I, I, I might even argue that it's the best of the trilogy. Um, some hardcore fans probably, probably won't, uh, agree with me, but, uh, I really dug this movie. <laughs> I mean, it has some good surprises. It's, it's got, uh, just enough heart. It has, uh, you know, the chemistry between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence has never been better. Um, so I re- really, uh, really enjoyed it.
0: Um, do you? you think, that do you think that it being the best of the franchise has to do with the fact that it's not a fucking nineties movie?
1: Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, yes,
0: but I also think that there's some
1: genuine, uh, like surprises and, and it's, I would say it's the least formulaic of, of the franchise in terms of its plot and stuff like that. Like obviously, you know, like I think a good, the first, the opening scene of this movie is really indicative of like, how much love and care was put into it. Um, and I don't want to spoil it because it's a great surprise. Um, but it totally plays against, uh, what you would expect from the franchise. So, um, yeah, yeah, I do plan to watch it at some point. I just, uh, I yeah, I was going to ask you if you had seen it. It, it.
0: Definitely. It's definitely worth checking out, dude. It's a fun little,
1: um,
2: I thought you had Joel.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I no, 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 no.
0: I, no, I was rewatching the first two so I could go and watch it. And then I just oh. to have not had time yet.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Got
0: it. You rewatched the first two to not rewatch, uh, to not watch the third. <laughs> yeah pretty much i pretty much just wasted my time yeah totally and and
1: i, I don't... thought
2: you were doing that because you were about to go see it
0: oh well i was and then i just didn't
2: did it yeah. good job um
1: yeah so i mean i would give i would probably give i mean i really need to see it again to give it a more concrete um score at this point but i would say like three and a half maybe four out of five which is like pretty that's
3: not bad Jesus pretty Christ. solid
1: I mean, yeah, dude, it's, it's a, it's a well-made movie and it's, it's got some interesting stuff. I have seen you give less for better movies. (laughs) I know, that's true. Well, I mean, it's bad boys for life is surprisingly good, man. I was not expect, I was expecting it to be like low tier, you know, and it's, it's much, it's much better uh, than I thought it would be. Um, so moving on, I also saw the cinematic abomination known as Doolittle starring uh, Robert Downey Jr. Christ. Yeah, unfortunately, I had to see this, uh, for a work thing. So that's why I ended up going and checking it out in theaters. And, um, yeah, it's pretty much what do you, what you would expect. It's, it's not, it's not entirely irredeemable. I think there's some, there, there are a few things in this movie that are, um, you know, worth checking out, even if it's on, uh, like cable or, or red box or something like that. Uh, but. The it's it's absolutely insane, and I think there's one moment in the movie, and to be honest, I don't really even care about spoiling it because it's only a partial spoiler, but it's I'm not gonna it's fucking completely indicative of what this movie is, right? So they go on this whole quest and it's based on the the book uh the voyage of Dr. Doolittle, you know, and there was like five or six books I think that um uh were written about the character. And this is, of course, meant to be a franchise starter. And they sort of go on this quest, and the climax of the movie is literally Robert Downey Jr. pulling a bagpipe out of an animal's ass. And I'm not gonna say which animal it is because that's part of the fun. But, um, but that's literally the climax of this movie, and it is
0: ridiculous. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, I didn't, I didn't realize this was supposed to be a fucking franchise. It was,
1: yeah, totally. Um, and, They, they, yeah, I mean, it's Robert Downey Jr. trying to find his next Sherlock Holmes or, you know, his next Iron Man. He's even fucking finished the first Sherlock Holmes. I know, right? And the funny part is, is that, do you realize that the, uh, Doolittle is only the third role that hasn't been Robert Downey, uh, that hasn't been Robert Downey Jr., that hasn't been Tony Stark in the last decade that he's played. The other two being, uh, the judge, and there was something else and all, literally all crazy. he's done in the last 10 years is tony stark and i think it honestly um it's uh it's one of those things where it's like oh man he's so good at that character that when you see him trying to play somebody like do little and do like a weird accent and all that stuff it just it just doesn't work yeah um so beyond that uh also had a chance to check out the gentleman which is the new guy richie uh, flick did you see that you know Joel?
0: what i did see it. yeah so well, we can have a conversation yeah about what'd
1: you what'd you think about the gentleman
0: Dude, it's just Guy Ritchie back to peak form, bro. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really upset that he did all the fucking King Arthur and all that fucking and Aladdin bullshit in uh, <laughs> Aladdin. He just clearly needs to make Guy Ritchie movies. Um, because this was fucking solid gold, dude. I liked every fucking second of it. All the actors were just fucking perfectly cast. Um, mm-hmm. it was kind of weird to have an American in there. You know, like it was weird to have, like at first it was weird to, to have McConaughey, I think, but then I kind of, you know, I, I, uh, I grew to like the character and just like, I'm just repeating myself, but it was just classic fucking Richie, man. You know, it's like there's the drugs, there's the action, there's the gangster aspect of the whole thing yeah and i just think colin farrell fucking stood out in this role man
1: yeah yeah he's he's insane dude so you uh i mean obviously we're schmodown guys but for those of you who don't check out schmodown it's definitely worth your time but somebody uh i don't remember who it was somebody on scn network was like that's basically the cinematic equivalent of tom dagnino as a character of of Finstock as a character because it's so so like the parallels are ridiculous and um so yes, I agree. Colin Farrell's a standout. I really loved Hugh Grant in the film. Uh, yeah. I think he does, he has some of the juiciest stuff and he just is totally chewing the scenery in the best, like most
0: self-aware way. Right. Well, and, and they use Hugh Grant to do. So I like Guy Ritchie's really known for like telling stories in like weird ways. Uh, and I mm-hmm. think this was one of the weirdest ways that he's ever done it, but, but it works so well. Absolutely. Um, do you think it's a spoiler? to talk uh, about i would it. I, I would say tread lightly
1: tread lightly like okay. you can say what it is but like don't
0: yeah right
1: i just I, like what
0: i would Someone's say basically pitching a story to yes. someone else and that's how we learn about the entire events of the entire film exactly and it's super yeah.
1: self-aware in in that way and and it know like it's it's very clever the way that richie like um that richie structures the movie in terms of that like sort of element of it and that's speaking yeah. very like generally and broadly but i agree i think that's the thing that like really makes that elevates this above something even like rock and rolla you know what i mean which is like good yeah. richie but not great richie um I, still i think snatch and lock soccer are, are better movies but well obviously um, yeah but, but this is like pretty damn close and i think this is the best gangster thing he's done
0: since snatch so i think, it's, I think it proves that i think it. Proves that he's not done yet. Yeah. You know, like yeah. for a while, I thought maybe, oh, he's making all these other fucking movies because he's, you know, he's mm-hmm. past his prime of making a Guy Ritchie movie, which I guess now is foolish to say for Guy Ritchie himself. Um, yeah. I think he's got, I t- fucking, hey, I, I, I hope we see more.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. The ironic part about this is he said, I was watching some interviews and stuff that they did for the press junket and all that. And he was saying he wrote this script about 10 years ago, or at least the idea came to him about 10 years ago. I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. Like, I
0: mean, not to say that. I don't see how that's possible considering the subject matter of the film yeah but i mean maybe maybe it's this maybe it was this
1: maybe it was the story that he conceived and then maybe just like translated that story to
0: fit the you know the the pot underworld or whatever you want to call it yeah yeah i I guess it's not a huge like spoiler most of the movie takes place around like a weed
1: yeah
3: uh
0: like a weed empire Mm -hmm. and it's like weed like they they definitely didn't have like this level of like weed growing in the UK ten years ago.
1: Absolutely, yeah, totally, and um, and yeah. So I mean, I I, th- I thought it was it was fine. I mean, that's not amazing by any means, um, but it's solid, Richie, and I thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: I thought Charlie Hunnam did a really good yes.
1: job as well. Yes, 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 absolutely. Um, as the consigliere, and I just love that he's like yeah.
0: playing. Uh, he's playing against type in a lot of ways. All he, well, um, he was playing role. against type for sure. It's like, yeah, like supposed to be kind of like a secretary accountant dude that wears glasses, mm-hmm. but he's got that like badass in him because mm-hmm. he's Charlie Hunnam. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought he played, yeah, he played against type, but he played it extremely well.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so moving on from that, I also had a chance to uh, check out some TV stuff, and I'm actually gonna save, um one thing that i watched for the oscar talk because i think it'll come up there i mean it definitely will come up there uh so one of the two things tv wise that i watched recently that i can actually remember is um the i unfortunately subjected myself to uh five hours of the the crisis on infinite earths crossover the aeroverse crossover yeah i mean i yeah it was for an article um, of course, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty rough, man. Like I've, I've liked some of the crossovers in the past. Like, I mean, I've talked about, I watched flash, uh, up until this season. I watched up to season five, um, and I've enjoyed that show and arrows may and, uh, you know, every, the bat woman is, is just okay. Um, and I was hoping this crossover would, would, you know, at least add some sort of like, uh, sort of emotional weight to you know the event that's happening, and yeah. it pretty much dropped the ball in every single respect and the, <laughs> the article actually uh, uh actually wrote i mean it wasn't bad but it's super fucking messy and it just it just jumps everywhere and it's it, it, there's a lot going on and it's trying to do so much you know what I mean um but with that said there <laughs> the article that I wrote on it is is essentially like uh it was like 15 gifts that perfectly illustrate wasting eight, is- eight years of your life watching Arrow. And that's the Jesus kind of way I Christ. felt where it's like, I haven't even watched all of Arrow. But if I would have invested that much time only to get the ending we got for that character, I would have been supremely disappointed. And I was already disappointed, and I was like minimally invested. So um if you're into <laughs> Wait, the Arrowverse- you're surprised about being disappointed by a DC property? You know, nah, I mean... I mean, the Arrowverse in particular, yes, but, uh, but yeah, so I, it's fine. It is what it is. It's, if you like that kind of crossover shit, it'll probably be worth checking out. Um, so finally, I, uh, a series that I actually uh, have been wanting to watch for a long time and just got around to is, uh, The Good Place. Have you guys seen The Good Place? Oh yeah. I haven't. Uh, oh my gosh. Not this...
2: this most recent season that just aired, not the series yeah. finale, but whatever's totally. on netflix i'm caught
1: mm-hmm. up through yeah 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 absolutely and i i finally decided to to take the plunge and oh my god this show is so freaking amazing it's so well written right? so well acted so interesting it takes tons of risks and it's totally unconventional and i love every little bit of it i mean it has its hiccups especially in seasons two and three um but i just love the the, the um the reveal at the end of season one is probably like one of the best one of the best twists like tv twists i think i've ever seen like the it's the holy forking shirt balls moment you know yeah um i mean that really like like sums it up you know in terms of like (laughs) that moment and so yeah i totally enjoyed it i actually just finished season four um so i'm not going to spoil anything but uh, I thought it was a great ending. I mean, it, it wasn't necessarily the ending I expected, but um, it was pretty satisfying and pretty fulfilling. So it's definitely nice. for, for those of you that are uh, either haven't seen it or still need to get caught up, I would absolutely recommend that you watch this uh, show. And if you haven't heard anything about The Good Place, just watch the first episode, and I'm 95% sure it will keep you hooked at least through the first season. Yeah. So um, – so yeah, I mean, beyond the other, the other thing that I want to talk about in a little bit, that's pretty much what I've been, uh, what I've been watching recently. Nice. What, what have you been up to, Lauren, in terms
2: of um, your viewing? Quite a bit, actually. Um, I got that, uh, sweet AMC A list mm-hmm. now. So I've been trying to be better about seeing things while they're in the theater. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to start with TV because I think there's only one thing that I really have been watching um slash finished um i watched all of season one of the politician
1: okay i don't think i've heard of that show
2: so it's on netflix and it's with um ben platt and gwyneth poucher actually plays his mom Oh,
3: interesting um
2: and i don't think i really recognize anyone else on the show um, as mm-hmm. far as like big names go, yeah. but it's this kid who like has a dream when he's like, I don't remember seven, eight young kid has a dream that he's going to be president. And so then he spends his whole life planning every step for when he becomes president. Interesting. Um, and the first season he's in high school and, um, every season will focus on a different election throughout his lifetime. So it's class president throughout the whole first season and their scandal and it like they parody um what's her name oh uh gypsy rose the the story from the act
3: yeah yeah, so oh, yeah they parody
2: yeah. that oh that's actually the girl who plays that equivalent character um was in zombie land
1: yeah um it's not joey king right
2: no joey king it's... was on the act but, yeah, yeah, yeah um, um it's, it's it's
1: uh zoe deutsch right yes yeah, the ditzy blonde chick. From yes. Z- yeah. That's yeah. Zoe Deutsch. So she yeah. plays
2: the, the Munchausen, um, nice. <laughs> affected character on the show and she does great on it. Um, and completely different character from Zombieland. So it's really cool. Cause I was like, I recognize her, but oh, I yeah. couldn't place it up. She's, first.
1: she's such a great actress. Like she, Z- Zombieland is only the tip of the iceberg in, in terms of her acting ability. Um, so this actually excites me a lot. I need to check it out cause I love Zoe Deutsch.
2: Yeah, the whole first season is on Netflix. Um it's a Ryan Murphy show. Um, of course it is. Yeah. And they've I know they've been greenlit for season 2 as well. So I think that co- will come out in the fall of this year. Um let's see. Well, I saw um I watched Honey Boy the other day.
1: Oh, yes, thank you for bringing that up.
2: Yeah. Um I loved it. I actually wanted it to be longer than it was because I felt like it, well, it kind of ended abruptly. Um, and I felt like there was a little bit more of that story I wanted to see, mm-hmm. but I, I love Shia. I've been a Shia fan <laughs> throughout the craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were I'm, there. Is, I'm, it,
1: is it safe to say you were there at, at, during the Holes days or before that?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, even Stevens, like oh, okay. literally, yeah. like the whole, the whole gamut um, of Disney phase. Yeah. Yeah. And so just, you know, even through, like I said, through his, unfortunate incidents
3: mm-hmm.
2: um which now watching this movie really kind of explains a lot of that
3: mm-hmm.
2: um give some backstory on how he got to that point which um which was pretty cool playing his dad and then the kids that they got to play essentially him um obviously yeah. a different name in, in the movie but um did a great job as well um so I would definitely recommend it. It's free on Prime right now if you haven't seen it. I thought it was great. I, I kind of understand why it didn't really get nominated, um, Oscars wise anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I would put it necessarily in that category, but I did really yeah. enjoy it and I would probably watch it again.
1: Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I 100%. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. Pretty much everything you said, I I agree with. Um, it's, it's definitely interesting because, like I mentioned to you guys when I over text, uh, just it's, it's not quite the movie I expected, but I still found it fulfilling nevertheless. And it's a powerful, a powerful story, in my opinion. Um, and powerful acting too, especially Noah Jupe is so freaking good in this movie, man. Yeah. Noah Jupe is such a rise. He's going to be an amazing actor when he gets older because he already is an amazing actor and he's like 15, you know? Yeah. Um, and Lucas Hedges, of course, another knockout performance. Um, yeah and shia of course you know just doing his shia thing um yeah in the best way though and so yeah i percent agree I, I i really enjoyed it and i actually want to go back and watch it again because i think there's a lot of subtext um yeah to to the movie that will benefit from a from a second viewing so
2: for sure actually something kind of interesting um not it won't spoil the movie but um i was talking to my friend the other day about how i'd watch it and she hadn't seen the film yet Um, but she was telling me a story from her childhood. She grew up here in LA too, um, where she was going in for a meeting at a talent agency that she was scouted for. And there was this kid, it was when we were kids. So there was this kid sitting next to her, super funny, cracking her up the whole time, and it was right at the start of even Steven. So she didn't realize at the time that it was Shia. Mm. Um, but she said apparently the agents told her that like he called up on the phone pretending to be his dad to get that meeting.
3: Mm-hmm. So, that oh, yeah. whole
2: scene where he's doing he's on the phone doing the voices of both his mom and his dad, like that's real life <laughs> like, he's corrupt about this
0: he's like he's like talked about this scenario on like late night t v oh, and really? stuff, and he says that like he's still friends with that like original agent
2: oh, to wow. this day,
0: yeah, yeah. that's
2: crazy,
0: it's pretty wild, yep,
2: um, but yeah, so I actually. <laughs> Don't know why I did this to myself, but I did a double feature of Honey Boy and Parasite.
3: Back ah. to back. So that
2: was quite a day. Nice. Um, so that was something else I did see the day after um the Oscars, but nonetheless I I thought it was great. I did not know where it was going. Um and I like I wasn't thrown off by the fact that it was subtitled or anything like that like the humor was there it it still played across um nationalities really well um and then when it turns man it turns (laughs) Um, absolutely it yeah it was great i i've seen snowpiercer so um like kind of familiar with his work um Mm -hmm. but obviously still still a very oh in a lot of ways a different genre
3: um
2: i thought the performances were were great um, and just the whole dichotomy of it all and all the com- social commentary and stuff. is just like, it was, it was a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, so that's actually the movie I was going to wait to talk about until we got to yeah, the Oscar, but no, 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 that's fine. I'm glad you brought it up now because, uh, yeah, I mean, I watched the movie, uh, about a week before the ceremony. I basically bought it on the day it came out on Blu-ray and i just blind bought it and i i mean oh, wow. so I, yeah
0: i didn't realize that i was the only one who had seen it the last time we talked about the oscars yeah 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 well i said i thought it should be best picture yeah exactly
3: um
1: yeah. and uh yeah i mean i'm i'm very happy for the fate that it ended up receiving because i mean bong Jun ho is a freaking master like lauren yeah. you probably haven't seen like the host or even memories of murder have you no, nah. both of those movies are incredible. Um, I still haven't seen Okja. so I mean, I've seen the trailer and like parts of it, but I never had a chance to watch it all the way through. So I need to go back and revisit yeah, that. Yeah. But but Oakja, I mean Snowpiercer. Um, there's his his filmography is just so varied. And what's so interesting about about Bong is that he every single one of his movies, while being wildly different, is all exploring the same thematic yeah. subject matter which is the g- dichotomy between class right the mm-hmm. rich and the poor yeah and uh-huh. and every single one of his movies explores that and i think in honesty parasite is like the perfect um, encapsulation of that idea in something yeah. that's thematically complex, but also hugely entertaining. Like you said, Lauren, you don't know where it's going to go. I mean, I w- went in cold on purpose and I'm so glad that yeah. I did because I mean, what's beautiful about this movie is that it has, it's essentially shifting genre, uh, in, in, in three or four places at the movie, right? Like it starts yeah. out as sort of a family drama, then it becomes, um sort of a heist movie and then it becomes sort of a thriller and then at the end it goes crazy and i don't want to you know get too into detail on that but i just yeah. love the way that he's able to like sort of shift between genres and tones like so so effort effortlessly i
0: can't talk right now oh the tensionlessly <laughs> the tension during that heist movie part uh um, yeah and i don't want to say too much but let's yeah. just say when they're all in the house mm-hmm. um it's just like the tension is fucking out of this world. And absolutely, um, I did. You ever have to take international cinema at CSUN? Uh, I you know what? I don't know if it was required, but I'm pretty sure I took the international cinema class. Gotcha, yeah, because I remember the first time I'd ever seen a Bong Joon Ho movie was uh, it was in college, and it was The Host, yeah. and uh, I think it may have even been my first time watching a South Korean film in my entire life. And um, I I just was you know blown away because that movie is just amazing and from a from a monster movie standpoint and from just like a comedy film. Um, and I I've I've been a huge fan of Mr. Bong for a while now. Um, absolutely. I and have also I have I've also not seen uh the one that you haven't seen yet, the Oak. Yeah, Jump. Oak. Trail. So, and then so
1: the other one that yeah. I would recommend too that I forgot to mention, and I had to look it up because it totally. Sp- Uh, spaced on it was mother if you guys haven't seen mother it's Uh. freaking really it's really freaking good and i actually haven't seen it since it came out in 2009 so i need to revisit that one as well but um yeah i just i just love the way that like uh in many ways like bong joon ho serves as like a great gateway into the world of korean cinema you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah Um, because there's so many great filmmakers that that come from that space and um you know stuff like the even more recent like train to busan you know what i mean like the the good bad oh, train and the to busan weird. is amazing the uh, the, yeah. the good bad and the weird you know what i mean another uh sang song kang ho i think is how you pronounce his name uh yeah. role where he's absolutely insane so uh um,
0: yeah. i mean if you're a fan of horror movies or zombie movies at all you gotta go watch train to busan it is yeah. uh mm. it's like it's i don't want to say anything without you know having to t- like to talk about it but it's mm-hmm. just uh As a huge zombie uh, genre fan, it is it is up there for for sure. And uh, just just a quick if anybody wants to check out the host or memories of murder, they're both uh, up on YouTube for free. So, oh, wow, wow. that's awesome. And not. Yeah, and it's not like a, oh, I recorded this on my iPhone and put it up. It's like they are on there as the full films for free. Absolutely. So, nice. Dude, that's if great. You, if you like Parasite, you, I I would recommend just a quick YouTube.com Bong Joon-ho have a little mm-hmm. double feature night.
1: Yep, <laughs> absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so I guess, um, was there anything else that you had beyond beyond that, Lauren?
2: Yeah, so one more, I think. Um, <laughs> I saw Uncut Gems.
1: Oh, Taylor, did you
2: kind see it? No, I haven't seen come. it yet. I oh, wanna I
1: wanna
0: okay. I wanna hear your guys' thoughts on this though.
1: Yeah, Joel know, and I you
2: know are the opposite.
0: I have seen this as well. I'm so glad that we do this and I just let you guys talk until I remember. Oh yeah, I've seen that too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's that's why I do it, because
1: I know there's stuff you've yeah, seen. Yeah. You just I also remember. saw that movie.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also saw <laughs> Uncut Gems.
2: Uh so I uh, I personally did not really enjoy it. Um, and I, I think I figured out why because I was talking to someone um about this recently. Um for me, the problem I think I had with it is uh someone brought up that they do a great job of building tension. They do, uh, and anxiety. However, for me it was the entire film and I didn't feel I like mean, it grew it or progressed or anything. And I think that's why I didn't like it, because it was that one. Tone, um, that one stressful thing the entire movie. Um, and I think they, I just wish they played with that a little more. I think then I might have been more into it. Um, cause I honestly, actually, there was a lady next to me who did leave at one point. Um, and I thought about it. Um, I thought, oh, wow. yeah, so I'm gonna walk out. Yeah. Um, I, I thought like, yeah, Adam Sandler, it was a different role for him. And, um, I think he did a fine job with that, but the rest of the movie, I just, I didn't really see a point to it.
3: Ooh, I
0: fucking loved this movie. Um, I like any time that Adam Sandler can like, you know, surprise me. Um, and I was fine with the whole cuz like here's the thing is if it if it was like a slow tension the whole time i could see how that could be annoying but for me it just got more and more and more and more and more tense so it just kept building on the tension as opposed to like plateauing um and the final release of The Tension, I literally did not see coming. And we will not spoil it, but that is what no. I've told everybody who oh, I've seen yeah. the movie. I'm like, I literally didn't expect the ending. So they literally build the tension until, and this is a quote from the movie, Adam Sandler says, holy shit, I'm going to come. That was like how I felt at the end of the movie. I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. That is such yeah. a fucking crazy release for all this tension that just was yeah. built over fucking two hours totally and i
1: obviously that was the
2: only thing i liked about it
1: yeah was the ending yeah interesting When the movie was over
2: no the pivotal point
3: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah,
1: well i mean i like i said i haven't seen this movie but the i've talked to a few people about it and the best description that that i've heard based on like the trailers and everything is that it's basically like the cinematic version of like someone who's playing the cup game where it's like the ball is just constantly like being you know how you have Mm -hmm. the three cups and you're moving them around like it's the cinematic equivalent of that just doing that for two hours you know what i mean so it's like i still really want to see it it. um i just uh yeah i just didn't get a chance to see in theaters but as soon as it comes out um on blu-ray i'll definitely be checking it out
2: yeah i just i don't know i didn't find any of the characters to be redeemable enough um for the movie but I'll be interested to see what you see when you. Absolutely.
1: And I think with this discussion you guys are having right now is a big part of the reason why the movie or at least Sandler didn't get nominated for the Oscars.
2: Yeah.
1: His speech at the
0: Independent Spirit Awards was amazing. amazing. It was so good. It was so good. I love he goes, how he goes into all the other nominees. You shall now be known as the per- like the people who lost to Adam fucking Sandler. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Good.
0: And I love that he. I don't know if you guys
1: saw this. At one point, he tweeted out. He was like, "Oh, if I don't get nominated, I'm gonna go make like five more shitty movies at Netflix <laughs> or something like that's that." And, and then, like two oh, weeks later, he good. the news came out that he re upped his deal at Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he fucking so held true to it. But uh, speaking that's of Oscars. I guess we could move on to that, right?
3: Yeah. uh
1: Let's move on to some of the news first. Okay. Let's, uh, All right. You want to start with the trailer then, or? Yeah, sure. Let's start All with the right. trailers. Well, uh, we got the first trailer for the new Wes Anderson movie called French Dispatch, which is 100% yeah. Wes yeah, Anderson. that's really what I
0: wanted to talk about.
1: <laughs> what do you think of the trailer, uh, I was
0: telling- uh, you know, man, you know, I've been a huge Wes Anderson fan for a very, very long time. I've got a Wes Anderson tattoo. I've been a fan pretty much since Rushmore. Um, and what I noticed first from this trailer is that the sets, specifically the sets, are getting more and more Wes Anderson. You know, I feel like as time has progressed, he's always gotten into more of those, like the pans and the tilts and the camera moves have become more like more his style. Mm-hmm. And I think since grand budapest there was a lot of like like set work you know like using like a miniature or just like a certain style of set and when you watch the trailer you'll understand exactly what i'm talking about and i think it's used so much more heavily in this movie and i think this might be the first fully self-realized wes anderson movie (laughs)
3: <laughs> interesting i you
1: know mean, I mean? I, yeah, I, yeah i i don't disagree with you when uh, in the slightest because it does feel like it's like we've reached the point in wes anderson's career where he's like not only his own genre but he's like in his own universe you know what i mean and it's yeah. like yeah. the deeper he goes into his own universe like the more and more eclectic like all the elements
0: of his movies get yeah well and- So what I just proclaimed, I had thought that for Grand Budapest, I was like, this is the most self-realized Wes Anderson film I've ever seen. And then just watching the trailer for French Dispatch, I was like, "Uh, no, this is the most Wes Anderson movie I've ever seen until the next (laughs) Wes Anderson movie comes out. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and you know what? I'm not. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna love it, man. It's got it's got it's got all the regulars. It's got Bill Murray. It's got Owen Wilson. But it's got some. You know, it's got timothy chalamet now you know what i mean they're dude. like he's introducing some newbies like yeah, yeah. You know what I, mean? I always i always love when they throw the new people in there because the old people are fun you know we come to see them the adrian brody's right like mm. they're going to be in every movie from the end of time tilda swinton so on and so forth but getting to see timothy chalamet and um um uh, fuck who's the dude in the uh the scene with the jail and he's got the big beard um oh, like, benicio uh, yeah, but Benito he's with Del Toros in it now. Yeah, like, Francis McDormand be super cool. too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, she's been, been with him before, before
3: hasn't she? A few, she? yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I can't remember. Yeah, because she was so. in
0: Moonrise. Oh, I that's right, she was. She was. She was a mom. Right, in Moonrise. Right, yeah. Right, right. yeah, yep. But you know, and like, you never know when adding these new characters are gonna become um like regulars again. You know what I mean? Like when he first added Edward Norton, or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. Like you, he can add a new character, and then you just sort of expect them to live in the next universe that he creates. Like yeah. some people fit really well, and some people don't. And I feel like maybe some of the ones he's adding this time are going to be really good. Like a Timothy Chalamet, I think, could live in a Wes Anderson universe for Dude, a while. All I all I have to say on the Chalamet front is that I'm glad
1: Greta Gerwig has agreed to shared custody of both Til- Timothy Chalamet and Saoirse Ronan. <laughs> Uh, yeah. because you know now we could get that mumblecore fucking shared universe going on. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not really mumblecore, or Wes Anderson, but the, you know, there's yeah. overlap. There's
0: overlap there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, I I just think that that he's and he's adding so many cast members to this movie, like fucking oh, like yeah. leave, like fucking leave Schreiber's in it, like mm-hmm. it, Henry you know, Winkler. Like, yeah, no, I just think great. this yeah. is gonna be a huge universe expansion for him mm-hmm. which is i think pretty cool absolutely yeah. and it's
1: uh i think it's his first movie i don't know i think grand Budapest came out in march but this is his first movie to come out in the dead of summer in a long time like i mean it comes out yeah. like a week after freaking tenant which is nolan's new movie so <gasps> yeah. that's oh, yeah. i mean that speaks to the, the level of
0: confidence that they have um yeah well and this was movie. originally supposed to be a musical it's not it's not really? anymore yeah. yeah, it was originally supposed to be a musical, and I'm kind of upset that it's not. But you know, like I guess we'll see what it turned Absolutely. out to be. I think yeah. that's
2: the only way he'll Wes he'll out Wes Anderson himself is when he does a musical.
0: I was I was honestly super excited for it to be a musical. So. Yeah, yeah. See, I, but what I did have... you guys think of the movie? Since I just uh, no. jizzed all over it already, <laughs> go for it, Lauren.
2: Uh, I mean pretty much everything that Joel just said um, <laughs> it it just it looks like a Wes Anderson movie um, aside from that they don't really give you much of the story yeah. um, so I think it'll be a fun surprise to figure out exactly what this publication is and what mm-hmm. everything else they've shown us like how that connects back to that yeah, this trailer
0: shows a lot of different weaving storylines, I think. Yeah. Like, you've got Benicio in jail, and then you've got Bill Murray having, like, the newspaper. Yeah. Like, there's, like, a lot of different, like, they kind of introduced us to each of the stories without telling us how they connect. Absolutely. Exactly.
1: So, there's definitely one storyline as the black and white storyline. Um, right. I, what I'm thinking is going to happen is it's going to be three different stories. That's more of like an anthology that like sort of weaves it all together at different time periods. And what I'm thinking, I mean, I don't know anything about this, but what I'm thinking is that Timothy Chalamet is like the younger version of one of the older characters in oh, the, that's in the really good non black and white footage. You know what I mean? Yeah. like that, that would just make sense to me. So, you know, I mean, obviously it's about this publication and I think they're going to be, um set in different time periods as well like you know maybe have one segment in the 30s and one in the 50s or one you know i'm not exactly sure how you do that but that's kind of the feeling i get based on the trailer um just because there's a lot of different styles in terms of the production design and the wardrobe and you know the sets all that stuff um so i also
2: wonder if the different versions are might also be different stories that are published
1: Yes, that's, that's essentially what it's supposed to be is, is, is about. Like, it's basically Wes Anderson's love letter to journalism. And that's actually what makes me so excited about it because, like, I feel like Wes Anderson's movies, like, thematically tend to get a little muddled sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to, like, decipher what he's trying to say with a given movie and uh you mean they're all
0: about hipsterism
1: i know right well there <laughs> you go but i think i think if if he can like sort of take that to the next level and comment on journalism which is which is basically like under attack at this point in the modern era like i think there could be something really interesting that could be said about that and maybe i'm digging too deep but that's that's, that's fake news taylor it, well yeah it's <laughs> fake news guys um yeah so i just uh i just think there's a lot of potential here At the same time, it's also like Wes Anderson, bro, if if any other filmmaker did the same shit like Wes Anderson does, they'd be fucking, they would be pretty much put in director jail at this point. So I love that Wes Anderson can like totally get away with just being Wes Anderson because he's Wes
0: Anderson. Yeah. This is going to be a, this is going to be a horrible, horrible comparison. Yeah. But you know, when like the rise of like Hitler came and it was like people kept saying like, well, they came for these people and it wasn't me. So I didn't say anything. Yeah. And then they came for these people and it wasn't me. So I didn't say anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like finally, and then they came for me and there was no one left to help me. Mm. I feel like he's, I feel like Wes Anderson, like you're saying he's committed this like Wes Anderson crime now. Right. But it's like, I feel (laughs) like, I feel like he's, he's, he's done it in such small increments over 20 years that like, just each time he gets more Wes Anderson, you're like, ah, it's only like a little bit more Wes Anderson. But then like, and now you're like, oh my God, it's just so much Wes
3: Anderson. And I, we can't escape.
0: It really is, dude. It's like its own
3: vortex. It's too late. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the
1: vortex into the Wes Anderson dimension is yeah, what it is. We should have stopped him at
3: fucking. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's just out of control now. It's just never ending until the end of time. Um, no, yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, I totally, uh, it's, it's, I'll be there. You know what I mean? Um, but it's also like, impress me, dude. You know what I mean? Like, show me, show me, show me which, what, what you can do is something a little different now. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, 100%. So, uh, all right.
1: I don't well, think I I guess... I'll ever not be excited for a,
0: a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so should we move on to casting news or should we move on to, uh, some DC stuff or some Marvel stuff?
0: Oh, yeah. Was that the only trailer we had? Mm-hmm.
2: We had one more.
1: Oh, we did. I didn't. Sorry, did we... I didn't write it down. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're talking about the Super Bowl spot, right? No. Oh. oh? What the which,
3: fuck are you talking okay, about? Okay, sorry,
1: which trailer are you talking about then? Fast I and Furious a... oh. 9. Oh, yes, thank you. Thank you. Sorry, I totally forgot about that. Yes, we did get a trailer for Fast and Furious 9. And it was...
0: Uh... I'm going to go pee let you guys talk about this, because this trailer was so fucking stupid. <laughs> that I don't even want to fucking talk about it. Uh, I agree. I, this, I agree with I will you, say Joel. This before I go to the bathroom, I'm gonna pee. I'll let you guys talk about it. I'm gonna say this: there's not any universe in the fucking just multiverse where I believe that John Cena is brothers with fucking Vin Diesel. <laughs> I, just Younger fucking brothers too. I just don't fucking I just don't. It's so
1: buy it. funny, dude. Like, oh, uh, just it's, it's so it stupid. cracks me up, dude. It really does. I think John Cena is actually a perfect fit. For this franchise just the the ridiculousness of of
0: him being vin diesel's brother is like... oh i'm surprised that he hasn't already been in the franchise before i think he's great for the franchise but that's the way they i would believe that the rock was his brother before i believe that fucking john cena was his brother yeah absolutely no what i love about this trailer is that it
1: has crazy shit like uh like cars swinging across valleys and planes getting magnetized. Magnet planes. Uh, mag- magnet planes pulling up cars out of the sky. And I believe that shit more than I believe John Cena being fucking <laughs> Vin Diesel's brother. Okay, wait. How do you think that they're bringing back Han? That I'm not sure of. The only thing I can think of is what they did with, with four, five, and six. And it's a, it's somehow a prequel. Like There's not no a, not prequel, a prequel, it, these new characters. but it takes, but it takes place before, um, Han, died or he had a twin that
0: we didn't know about oh my god look okay the only (laughs) the only reason i'm gonna see this movie is because han is clearly the best character in the entire franchise and so the fact that he's back i'm like oh shit all right i'm kind of interested dude there well there was a whole rallying cry
1: online for like oh justice for han and all this stuff so that's why at the end it's like they play on that uh, for the tag but what did you uh what were your thoughts lauren
2: um i mean it definitely i didn't I never think that they can get more ridiculous and then they do.
3: Right.
2: Uh, like, I, I think it was seven, maybe, where they like drove through the high rises. Mm hmm.
1: In Dubai. Right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. In Dubai. Um, like that. I was like, oh, that's sick. That's awesome. I'm like, cool. How are you going to top this? Yeah. And, like, absolutely ridiculous also i'm a little sad that like michelle rodriguez right that's her name um (laughs) sorry i'm very tired um i'm a little sad that after nine movies her acting has not gotten better if anything it's gotten worse yeah because her deliveries of like oh yes he's dumb's brother (laughs) just like what are you doing what are you doing yeah um and also charlie's hair her haircut what is happening on her head
3: yeah i know um,
2: the dreads was ridiculous now we have this weird ass bowl cut and i'm not about it um but you know what it has piqued my interest enough to just see how crazy they go with it like i'm gonna go see this movie
1: <laughs> yeah probably oh, we're talking about fast nine i'm not i'm not looking forward to it but but we will. yeah we were talking about charlie's theron's sweet bowl cut or lauren was at least
3: so which so i bad.
1: agree it's like the greatest thing since sliced bread it's the greatest thing since since Lucas Black in in uh in Fast and Furious: Tokyo Drift. You guys know that Lucas Black is in this movie too, right? So it's oh, literally he really? Yeah, there's a small there's lit there's like if you go back through the trailer and you can probably find screenshots of it online now. If you go back to the trailer, there's one scene where they like he's basically standing in the background of the shot and like you see part of his face, but it's clearly Lucas oh. Black. But what I love about this trailer is like they're like, "Yo, not only are we gonna give you a four minute trailer, we're gonna spoil all this shit, but we're <laughs> but we're also gonna basically we're they're gonna be like, uh, okay, so this is the Avengers team up movie yeah. of the Fast and Furious franchise yeah. because it's Jesus literally Christ. everything, and then John Cena Thanos in this case. So
3: I yeah. just, I, I,
1: I, I honestly think yeah. the parallels are there for that uh, reading of it by the way. Um, So yeah, I don't know. We should probably move on from this. Uh, What do you guys want to do? What do you guys want to do next?
0: Uh, Let's talk about the big spot. Okay. The big game spot. Yeah. The big game spot.
1: All right. So we got the, uh, the first look, I guess, at all the Marvel Disney plus shows for for, during the Super Bowl. Wasn't a super long trailer, but they showed uh, footage from WandaVision, uh, Cat. Uh yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was going to say Cap and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter <laughs> Soldier and of course, I mean, you're not wrong. And of course,
0: Loki. So yeah. what are your guys' thoughts on this? I thought that Okay, first of all, let me just shout out to like the the fucking the editing of this spot <laughs> was fucking amazing to yeah. the music and the sound design the editing on this was super good um seeing a lot of the falcon and the winter soldier stuff was cool it's fine but we've kind of known what this show's going to be about for a while so it really just confirmed a lot of things that we already knew which was less exciting for me than seeing all the wandavision stuff the wandavision stuff really sold me on the show it looks fucking crazy good mm-hmm. uh i mean st- we still don't know much of what it's about but just The visuals that they showed me i was like this show could be about fucking this could be like a literal 90s sitcom and i would still fucking watch it like it just looks crazy indeed all right great yeah that's the end of the podcast (laughs) yeah
2: no um i i agree uh first of all it all it looks phenomenal like we talked about like the budgets are insane on these so they look it looks like like a marvel movie Yeah. yeah exactly um, so the fact that like the level is still on par, the, um, production value, I mean, um, is awesome to see confirmed. Um, all I want to say is I told you so on WandaVision. Um, in, in what respect? Uh, that it was going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, you
1: expect oh, us to yeah, remember yeah, any yeah. of this shit? Yeah. Joe <laughs> <laughs> can't even remember well, which just,
0: movies he's seen.
2: I know. Okay. Well, I right can't even remember after...
0: what episode this podcast is. <laughs>
3: gotcha.
2: Um, no, just in the Comic Con recap, I was like, I'm most excited for that. It's gonna be yeah. awesome. You guys are like, meh, I don't know. Um, and I stand by it. That's yeah, I've been been all for well, one. Let's watch big- my
0: big game spot YouTube review. Uh, <laughs> where
1: can I we where can we find this? Where for. can we find this YouTube review at, Joel?
0: Oh, I don't. I don't have a hundred subscribers yet, so you can't go to YouTube.com/slash anything.
1: Really, it's just like a weird. But if you just search, I'm the LA nerd, I'm sure. Yeah, there you go. See,
0: that's, that's what we
1: were looking for. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely agree, Lauren, that like, I, I was a little hesitant at first, I think. Not hesitant, but I was just like, we don't know what this is going to be because it's such a, um, like broad, crazy concept. You could take it in, as we see in the trailer, you could take it in so many different directions. Uh, but I think out of all three shows that were, that were witnessed and everything that's been announced so far, like, WandaVision is definitely like, the most anticipated especially after that spot and i love like you said the editing in particular for the wandavision section uh-huh. where they add her in yeah. the different outfits and you of course they had to make the uh the nod to the classic uh outfit uh for scarlet witch in the comics which is basically so like good. a halloween costume uh in this in the <laughs> series actually so that's cool um uh i love that way of like justifying the silliness of that cost costume um, I feel
2: like the way it's edited is almost like she's realizing what she can do for the first time as like the whole like world bending, making like different realities and stuff like we get yeah. in the comic books, but haven't seen in the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm
2: wondering just the way they put this trailer together, if that's kind of going to be how it starts out.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like I wonder if she's testing new lives with the vision, like, oh, <laughs> what? how like is this life with him better or is Mm -hmm. this life with him better like how do i want to live in this new fucked up reality yeah Yeah. well yeah no i
1: agree and there's there's a lot of interesting directions you could take that uh for sure yeah i mean the the loki thing was kind of like okay it's loki like tell us something more about this
0: there's a lot there's a lot to dig into it if you just look at the jumpsuit that he's wearing though
1: Mm mm-hmm
0: um the jumpsuit that he's wearing it's pretty plain gray right mm-hmm. but if you look at what he's uh, of of the letters on it, it says i believe it says t v a and that is the um fuck what does it stand for uh the uh, oh no, why now uh, oh no, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm trying to remember what it fucking stands for.
3: Oh, that's fine.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, so I think, I
1: think that this is where the Loki series. Just, just thinking about what you've been saying, and I think the Loki series might be the first, uh, sort of entry point into the sort of, uh, the sword aspect that was teased in, in Captain Marvel. So, okay, we'll go no, So, so time variance t-
2: authority.
0: Time variance authority. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just remembered it as you guys were. <laughs> um, so the time variance. So we know the show is Loki jumping around through time, causing mischief, right? Mm-hmm. The time variance authority hasn't really shown up in a lot of things throughout the Marvel universe, mostly because it's fucking boring. But it's c- c- kind of just what it sounds like. It is. It's these dudes who protect the time space continuum. So, so they're they're, I they're, they're time cops,
2: timeline time monitors. Cops, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, they're like, "Hey, you're fucking with some shit. We gotta, yeah. th- we have to stop you from fucking with said yeah. shit." <laughs>
1: yeah, totally. And I'm sure if he has the cube, he's probably jumping around and then somehow gets either caught or you know uh, into some trouble somehow. So that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then we have the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff, and I thought that was cool. I mean, there's not a whole lot, like you said, Joe. There's not a whole lot there that we weren't expecting or haven't seen. Nothing like mind-boggling or eye-widening, even in that respect. Um, I do yeah, think I guess the, the one... only
0: thing I'm confused about is how he's able to throw the shield so well, because he's not a mm. super soldier.
3: You yeah. yeah. I mean?
0: So, like, are we seeing the beginning of, like, Sam taking a super serum, or is he just been practicing so fucking yeah. hard? He's just, well, j- he's just super jacked, man.
2: It could also just be that the shield is different. Since it's one that Cap like brought back, you know, it might not be exactly the same, like vibranium or whatever.
3: Yeah. Since it is his shield,
2: like it's yeah, but I wouldn't
0: expect Cap to give him like a subpar shield. Yeah.
3: No,
2: but it could just be it could have different properties to it that are equally like as effective as far as you know defense and weaponry go, but made of something that he can actually handle.
1: Yeah, absolutely and i think we also there's one interesting thing we actually get a shot of uh, the john walker character that we talked about previously um, and i yeah, think he's like
0: his, he the football yeah, place and which, he high fives people which
1: is which is really interesting because it's more of that sort of patriotism that we not only saw in the um in the uh the set photos that that uh that came out but also it it actually uh harkens back to Iron Man 3 for me with the whole Iron Patriot aspect. Like that's really what it feels like. So it's like I wonder what they're gonna do with that um with that this time.
0: Well it's funny that they let a black dude be the Iron Patriot, but they won't let a black dude be Captain America. <laughs> right?
3: Okay. Where the
0: what the heck's up with that man? He is now. Yeah. Um hey they they have announced two new shows for Disney plus Marvel wise, but they haven't said what they're going to be for 2021. What do we think Mm. this could be?
1: Oh God. I don't even know, dude. Um, Mm. trying to think of like weird Marvel characters that I'd like to see brought to life. I've
0: heard, I've heard inklings that they're going to take ghost Rider from agents of shield and give him his
1: own show.
2: show. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it could be
1: interesting. I don't know how I feel
0: about it, but
1: I've heard it. Uh, yeah, the I mean, I would prefer to see something other than Ghost Rider because I mean, a show is interesting with that character, especially if it's like a little less serialized, like light serialization, but like mostly episodic where he's just like chasing down people like every episode. Yeah, yeah. that could be really fun, but uh, and like a throwback in a lot of uh, respects, but um. But yeah, dude, I mean, I mean, obviously there's like the X-Men angle, like it would be cool for them to just That's like, I was thinking, do set, start setting up, even if it's like one character, you know what I mean? Um, and then yeah. build out from there. But uh, I feel like, uh, I feel like uh a Daredevil might be in the cards too, even though it's been done, like they, people love that character and I see, I could see Marvel like. But when
0: do they get the rights back to that? I think they have the rights for it. No, I think they weren't allowed to make a new show for four years from oh, when it was canceled.
1: That would that would make sense. So it's been about what two a year and a half, two years since it's been canceled. Yeah, so. yeah. So, I, so I don't think it could be that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there there could be a lot of options. I'd have to really have to think about this a little bit more because I was totally unprepared for a question like that.
2: I wonder if maybe they would do like Young Avengers as a TV show instead of the next oh. cinematic oh. franchise
3: that's a good that, idea that
1: would be great or even like a west coast avengers would be cool too yeah um, because you yeah. have the um the hawkeye connection uh actually i just thought about it it should be dr doom that's what they should do he needs a <laughs> series anyways so like, like a, a bad guy show like a, that character that dude if they can do it with loki they could absolutely do dr doom and he needs to be in the marvel universe anyways because he's such a prominent uh, player, But, you know, the thing yeah. is, is like, do they want to save him for to be like a, a, a Thanos level threat? You know, and yeah, whatever well, next we'll talk maybe. about Dr.
0: Doom right now as we transfer into uh, reportedly Emily Blunt. Yes. Took meetings with Marvel. Yeah. Yep. Um, And OK, you know what? Hear me out. It could I guess I, I guess that meeting could have been about anything. But the rumors have been swirling for a, a, a while now. That John Krasinski and Emily Blunt as husband and wife are going to play Reed Richards and Sue Storm. So the fact that she's taking meetings is pretty huge. And that means that we could see a Victor Von Doom in the near future, regardless of if it's a television show or not. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'd be all for that. I love Emily Blunt. And the funny thing is, is she was supposed to play Black Widow. She was originally cast as Black Widow. Uh, but what happened is and she John had Krasinski to... took and John Krasinski fucking screen tested for Captain America. I know, which is crazy. But, uh, but yeah, dude, she, the only reason she didn't play the role is because she was contractually obligated by Fox to do fucking Gulliver's Travels. So she had to drop out of being, <laughs> oh my gosh. imagine how heartbreaking. I mean, her, she's been, she's done fine career wise, but like, yeah. Yeah. imagine being cast in a huge role like that, a huge opportunity. And then Fox just comes and fucks you in the ass. You know what I mean? As they yeah. usually do. Yeah. Which is ironic because like now Disney owns Fox and she, it's technically still a Fox yeah. property, but it's funny. Um, so yes, yeah, so there's also that. And then Owen Wilson, speaking of Marvel stuff, Owen Wilson was also cast, uh, in yeah, the Loki, Loki series. Which yeah. very much feels like a like a Jeff Goldblum type role, you know what I mean? Where he's gonna play, yeah. play someone like super
0: quirky and weird, almost like a Wes yeah.
1: Anderson type. Maybe, <laughs> yeah.
0: They could go that route, or maybe they're trying to go the Adam Sandler out, and he'll try to do something serious. Yeah,
1: I mean, I could see maybe him doing him.
0: both. Yeah, I'm not sure how that would play out, but yeah, it's it's most likely a it's a it's like a comedic relief role
2: probably
0: i would not be surprised if it's like
1: just like uh have you guys seen tron legacy
2: yeah
1: you know like michael michael sheen's character in that he plays like this like over the top like club owner like i could see owen wilson like playing some type of character like that you know yeah Uh, Yeah, that's that's just what it feels like but uh but yeah so speaking of other disney stuff unless you guys have anything else you want to say
0: to that um not particularly we have a couple i really 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 want to see john krasinski and emily blunt as uh
1: it's yeah. yeah. So, actually, staying on the Marvel tip, uh, we have one more huge story that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, we we mm. um, does it have to do with this poster behind me at all? Uh, yes, yes, it does, good sir. The people, um, the people can't see it, but yeah. I have an Evil Dead poster behind me. Mm-hmm. Oh no! What could that mean? Well, it means that Sam know. Raimi <laughs> is probably going to direct Doctor Strange too.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, and Scott Derrickson left. They have uh, they have tapped Sam Raimi to come in and do the Multiverse of Madness, which yeah.
2: is definitely not a horror film now.
0: No, which is... definitely not with Sam Raimi involved. Yeah, of course, <laughs> never. <laughs> well, but if uh, you
2: think about it,
0: Sam Raimi is really good at horror and comedy. Right. Yep. So it makes when I first heard it, I was like confused, but then I was like, oh my god, fucking the Army of Darkness. Like drag yeah. me to hell, like horror comedy is what he does. And if Marvel wants to do a horror MCU movie, there has to be comedy in it. Horror comedy,
1: Sam and Raimi, he's it's perfect. also
2: done superhero movies.
1: Yeah, Show. yeah. the Spider-Man <laughs> Check, check, check. Like so, for instance, I think about that scene in um in Spider-Man Two, where it's like that's all of those elements that you're talking about. You have the superhero yeah. aspect, obviously. But you also have the freaking way he shoots it the way he'd, he'd shoot a horror movie. Um, and, uh, it's fucking hilarious because of it, because you have the screams and the whip pans and the zoom ins to their faces, you know, the sequence, I guess the Doc Ock sequence, if you will, um, in Spider-Man 2. Um, it's it's classic Raimi, and I just see this being like that on steroids. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Ins- instead of having one scene like that, like there's
0: going to be a shit ton of that kind of stuff in here. So I love it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, now hear I, me out. Now hear me out for a, a tinfoil hat theory. Are you ready? Yeah. So Morbius. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sony is trying to create this new Spider Verse. Right. Mm-hmm. There has been rumblings, fan cravings for an, a live-action Spider-Verse movie, right? Mm-hmm. Okay? Hear me out. The reshoots for Morbius that just took place in downtown Los Angeles, there were pictures of a bus that had the Daily Bugle newspaper logo on them, not the uh-huh. .NET that we saw mm. in Far From Home. Yeah. So could Morbius take place in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man universe? Uh, and Sony is actually building towards a, a live action Spider-Verse and bringing Sam Raimi into the fucking mix is because he directed the original Spider-Man trilogy. And this is a perfect way to bridge MCU to Sony to do a Spider-Verse movie. Absolutely, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely think a lot of that is a possibility for sure. Because I mean, the J. Jonah Jameson we saw in Far From Home was the Daily Bugle dot net. And it was yeah. a shitty website where he was like an Infowars. Wars Type Alex Jones looking motherfucker, right? Yeah. But the if you look at this fucking set photo, it is a ad for the newspaper, and the newspaper S- is from the original trilogy.
1: Absolutely. So the only question I have for you in regards to that theory is, how does Michael Keaton play into that? Because he's like clearly he's from all- the from yeah. the MCU verse, if you will, you
0: know. Right. Well, so that would have to be that the Sinister Six has already found a way to jump time. Hmm. They're already traveling the multiverse. I could buy that. I could buy that. Or maybe it's just
1: like an alternate reality version of the multiverse. Oh, yeah, he still you know plays I mean? Adrian Toomes. Yeah. But like, it's not yeah, the Adrian Toomes that was in that was Right. Like it, right. it's it's again that Spider-Verse mentality where it's like, you know, you it's have Peter same, Parker and then Peter the B. Human. Parker. This right, is exactly. this is
0: Adrian yeah, yeah. B. Toomes. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's a little tinfoil hatty, but the fact that it's the newspaper version. And they and and now Sam Raimi of all people is going to direct Multiverse of Madness.
3: Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yep.
0: who better to introduce Toby into the MCU as another Spider-Man than the dude who directed all three of the original yeah. Spider-Man movies? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I don't uh, know. Obviously, it's high lofty hopes, but it doesn't sound too crazy right no i no. mean
1: they could definitely something like that could happen i just i'm just like you said i'm just so excited that Ramy's back making a movie again at all i mean like his last movie yeah. was seven years ago and by the time this comes out it'll have been eight or nine years like uh, yeah. Yeah, Oz are great and powerful and uh, yeah so i'm just uh, not to mention that it's a marvel movie but that just he's making something again you know what i mean because yeah. it's been far too long that we've had a Raimi movie um yeah do you have any uh, additional thoughts on this, Lauren? Yay, nay? no. <laughs> I'll take that as an no. Oh, I... uh,
3: no. yeah, the internet connection.
1: Yeah, Yay for Skype.
2: Oh. Um no, I'm not mad about it at all. I feel like when the new, well, when the rumors, whatever, got announced, that some people were like, "Man, why is he doing this?" Or why would they pick him? Yeah, I think, like we've said, it's a great pick based on his history so
1: absolutely and he'll bring some personality to it too you know it won't be just one of those like it won't be a thor the dark world hopefully so yeah we'll see. uh so okay so moving on from that we have um a little bit of casting news from disney uh we have rick moranis coming back for a disney plus yeah! Honey I Shrunk the kids series
2: ah In- it's been changed to a theatrical release
1: oh is it a theatrical release i thought it was yeah. a, a a disney plus it- thing
2: it was, but it's been changed to theatrical release. Last I read,
1: the only problem is—is is we all know Rick Moranis is not like coming back for more than a cameo, right? Like you guys know this because I the, don't. The, I don't. The care. lead. I know. I. I'm just saying. I think people are <laughs> freaking out over the fact. Oh my god, he's coming back, and it's like you realize this is gonna be like a Bill Murray esque cameo in like Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? Right.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: but apparently Josh Gad is the lead in this one. Uh, this time around so i think that'll be an interesting pairing i'm curious how they're gonna how they're not only gonna update honey i shrunk the kids but like how they're gonna connect it to um the originals yeah new Um, honeys new kids new shrinks yeah what was so was honey i shrunk the kids and then honey we shrunk ourselves right and then wasn't there honey we shrunk the baby
2: no honey we blew up
1: blew up the baby oh we We blew up the baby baby, that's right that's what it was that one was crazy and the baby's like a freaking the 50 feet tall walking down the city streets it's insane so it's It's like the stay puff. exactly which is ironic because rick moranis was in that movie too um
2: do we know if it's the original creative team at all i
1: don't i haven't really been following this project that much. but now that i know it's theatrical i will actually probably have to look into it um
2: yeah, I wonder but, if I heard Stuart Gordon's coming back for um story. Stuart,
1: Stuart Gordon was the writer or the director? Or uh, writer. Writer. Okay. I don't, he I don't might know. Be. I
2: don't know if he directed it. Um, but he uh those are actually his his kids' bedtime stories. That's how that started. Oh, wow,
1: that's interesting.
2: Um yeah. Um his daughter was my English teacher. That's how I know this. That's so, crazy. But yeah, I don't remember if he directed story for them
1: got you so. well, uh, my internet's being dumb right now so I'm not going to chance it with the uh with with that right now but uh on the same uh Disney casting tip we also learned that one Emilio Estevez is going to be returning to yes. the Mighty Ducks movie now, and I was just I like much more Emilio about. and I was like Emilio <laughs> <laughs> exactly I actually just rewatched um, Ned at the Roxbury like last month um Great. and that shit is still really hilarious. Um nice. so yeah, what are your thoughts on this Joel since you're since you dig this news? Uh
0: you know what? I only dig it because of what you told me before we started the podcast. Yeah. Was that like the original Mighty Ducks are going to kind of play like the bad guys this time? Mm-hmm. And I just think that's like a really fun like way to twist it on its head, you know, like yeah. they're going to be the bad guys that like They are exactly what they fought against in the beginning, which Mm -hmm. is like, yeah, cool, great. Um, I mean, I hope they bring everybody back. I think that's kind of the only way that it would work. Yeah, I mean, I all those people are grown up now, so
1: it's not like, you know, uh, it's going to be tough. I wish they could bring them back for cameos in in one way or another and maybe even start to pit some of those characters against each other where it's like some of them are like for Bombay's team and some of them are like, you know, for the new team or whatever. Um, what's really interesting is they actually released a set photo and the characters, uh, the, the, the quote unquote mighty ducks are, they're wearing all black hockey uniforms. And I was like, Oh, that's so like uh-huh. indicative of like what that
0: premise that is, is very... they were talking about, you know? Well, but also like the ducks we have now do have an all black uniform so yeah. that makes sense
1: exactly it's not that green and yellow or whatever it was <laughs> um yeah i mean i dude i love these i love these movies so this is super exciting to me i i, I was like a d2 kid growing up like that that's my well, shit yeah i mean i love the first one and the third one too but d2 is like my jam uh and and unfortunately they don't they're not streaming on on disney plus yet till like the end of this year or some crap so
0: um How I, you know what you know what i'm fucking starting a fucking protest and a petition and I'm, I'm going to boycott. How do you fucking launch Disney plus without D2 the mighty decks? Dude, they, the sad part. <laughs> I understand part, that I didn't realize this until now, but no. Um, the sad part, dude, is that it. it is
1: on the app and then you're like, Oh, sweet. D2, like I'm going to put this on. And then you click it and it's like, Oh, we'll be available December 31st, 2020. And I'm like, Are you fucking kidding? Like why even? It's like false advertising. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what it feels like don't play with my heartstrings like that yeah um yeah so that's that's pretty exciting do you have any thoughts on on the on this Lauren? are you a mighty ducks fan or do you not care
2: um so so i mean i you know i grew up watching them but i was never like a mighty ducks fiend um but i think it's cool to bring him back for it for sure Mm
1: -hmm. absolutely yeah I agree. They're pulling out all the stops, Disney Plus. They're going like full nostalgia, nostalgia train at this moment because they oh, also yeah. have like the, um, they also have the, like the Lizzie McGuire reboot that's happening, like all kinds of yo, shit that like that. Too, yo, yeah, yo. no, that
2: got the that got stopped canceled. production on there. Oh,
1: did it get canceled? Oh shit. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, not, yeah. Dude, they freaking toted, they touted all her, the fucking Hillary Duff and all the people out of
3: D23. Know. Well, so yeah, cause it was
2: a, it was a sudden. Like yeah. stop production. They must so I think they might resume it at some point, but they they'd already shot part of it.
1: Yeah, they are they so. pulling are they pulling an Obi Wan and shit real quick?
2: I feel like I read that the director walked out.
1: Wow, really? I'm gonna have um, to look into that because I didn't I didn't realize that it happened.
2: But it's been a few weeks since I read about it, so Damn I man. don't remember. But Damn it was man, something. Someone, either showrunner or director creator. So- walked out yeah probably probably the
1: showrunner that would make sense um yeah okay cool so moving on from that uh we should uh probably try to get through the rest of these two things fairly quickly uh but the Uh i mean i mean it's perfect that we decided to cast today and this happened to drop like two hours three hours before we casted but uh we got the it's pretty
0: fucking dope we got the first look at the batman yeah yeah robert pattinson Fucking Edward Cullen himself. Oh, chilling, God. chilling in the bath suit. <laughs> um I watched it on set today and it was uh whew, look. The fact that they called it a camera test, and I'm like, well, where is where are your lights? <laughs> they were yeah. like they were like, Look, we got we got fucking R Pats in the suit. We got the fucking RE Mini with the fucking prime lenses on it. Let's mm-hmm. shoot this. Oh wait, did anybody get the gaffer? And they were like, Oh, no, but there's like a photo dark room at the end of the hallway. We could just shoot it in there. Yeah, <laughs> we just put a we just put a red gel on it, right? Like we'll be good. Yeah, I mean look, it was cool to see him in the suit, but to call it a camera test, I'm like, you fucking horribly failed at that point. You can part. barely
2: see it. Like I turned up my brightness on my phone watching yeah. it and it was still so dark.
0: Yeah. Well, so first off,
1: I think there's that's an it's intentionally dark, like, right? They want they no, want I, under- tease, I understand but... that it's
2: intentionally For sure, dark, but yeah but
0: that's a t- horrible camera set. No, no, what yeah. I'm
1: what I'm saying is I think they literally like turned the fucking brightness down like the 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 luminance or whatever you want to call it on the image afterwards uh to make it like a little harder for people to like do basically do what they did anyways which is take all the red color out of it and brighten the image up so you can actually see the suit. Um but with that said, I think that's really smart of them to do that, to get ahead of the jump of people getting set photos and shit because it's going into production. You know, that's the reason why they release this is because they're probably going to be out on the streets in a couple of weeks filming oh, with yeah. this suit. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. better to do that. They did the same thing with Joker and that worked really yeah. well. So, like, why not? You know what I mean? That yeah. makes total sense uh, in terms of the actual suit itself. Like, uh, I dig it. Uh, I want to see more, but I dig it. You know, it feels it like pretty tactical. It's very tactile. It reminds me of like the Nolan bat suit, but almost like even to the nth degree. And
0: it does feel oh, I- yeah, like a lot more than that. Cause like the sh- shoulder pieces are even like a separate part than the chest. Cause mm-hmm. like, and it's a really quick shot. He kind of like raises his shoulders and you can mm-hmm. see like the it's kinda, like a pauldron like yeah. moves apart from the chest. And mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty rad. I don't know how I feel about the thin, like the bat symbol is pretty thin um yes but like i told you guys i don't like it looks okay so this to me looked like it could have been like a, a removable piece like a batarang mm-hmm. but somebody mm-hmm. on twitter was saying that it's it's um from a batman comic um where it's melted pieces of the guns that killed his parents
2: yeah oh yeah
0: yeah
1: that's Interesting. that's what people have been saying and i'm like oh that's i like that and um and I mean, in general, this suit kind of reminds me of it. it the I, I was like trying to put my finger on it, and I'm like, because this doesn't really feel like, even though the movies, uh, like the script at least, is rumored to be based on, um, the Long Halloween, which Long we've Halloween. talked about before. But this, it didn't. This suit didn't feel Long Halloween esque to me. It actually felt like a fairly uh approximate recreation of what we see in the New Fifty Two. Like the new fifty two look of Batman, just slightly. Yeah, just because you go
0: with a storyline that doesn't mean you have to take that suit.
3: Ab- no, you know what I mean. Absolutely, like you could
1: adapt
0: Long yeah. Halloween for like um like the modern day. Absolutely, and that's I think it's really smart like to
1: to to take that sleek suit design that the uh, Capello uh, came up with um, for the new fifty two and try to do like sort of a. It, it's weird because it almost feels retro at the same time too. Like this movie is mm-hmm. rumored to take place in the nineties. It kind of feels like something that's
0: like in between those two times you know what i mean yeah, and the it's... mask the mask i sent you guys in the in this fucking stupid dumbass skype chat um <laughs> yeah. picture that someone brightened up mm-hmm. and the mask definitely looks kind of like homemade 90s for the rest yeah. of the suit looks more like like a, a military kind of dealio mm-hmm. But yeah, like the face mask for sure looks like it yeah. which is from the which this face mask in particular
1: the mask the cowl itself is really interesting because normally the Batman mask it kind of just goes to the edge of like your mouth, right? And this one yeah. actually goes almost to like from his his cheeks. cheekbones. Yeah, and yeah. It's, yeah. So it's it's very wide open, which is which is interesting, but it's also like, bro, like you're facing criminal masterminds, like you don't want to protect your face as much as possible. <laughs> I mean, that's more of a nitpick than anything else because I'm sure that mean, it makes sense, you know, but
2: just from a kind of practicality standpoint of how the cowl has progressed over the years, it's definitely the most like free moving uh, yeah. option. So they've, you know, every time we've gotten a new cowl, it's gotten. More yeah. and more. Well, I um, mean,
1: you have those detached,
2: e- I guess.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. So I wonder if it's just more of a kind of practicality practical. as far as movement goes, not necessarily um, so like safety. But I mean, the other cowls aren't necessarily safe aside from identity keeping. Um.
0: Yeah. So, I gotta yeah. say, the chin. He look. I think he looks like a good. He looks like a good Batman. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He wears the suit well i do the close-up that you sent of the mask just kind of does kind of worry me it doesn't look like it's g- great quality as far as like the weird stitching on it and stuff i don't know if that's what the final choice is going to be well so, i don't
0: think you know it wasn't intended to be enhanced at a thousand iso and fucking
1: right you know, but if you're
2: doing a camera test why aren't you using the actual <laughs> yeah costume? so
0: so a
1: this i i agree with what you're saying but i think in in terms of so i think it's smart of them to give us a look at this character uh this costume because uh i think it's actually going to be like almost like a prototype that's what it feels like is like a first version you know like almost like a trial yeah. run where he's sort of like putting it together and then eventually okay. at some point in the movie maybe we get like the more finalized version of that it's yeah you know like the spider-man movies have done for instance yeah. you know what I if mean? that
2: ends up being what it is Great, I'll go with it. But if yeah. it ends up being like it's supposed to be a final product suit, like we've seen, like it's just not polished. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't that.
1: it doesn't feel like something that who has unlimited resources would build. Like it feels like they would right. have, yeah. Especially with someone just, who's smart as Bruce Wayne.
2: But also just from a costuming standpoint, like yeah. the construction of where those stitches are just doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. Like me. from a from a pure pure aesthetic standpoint, if you will.
2: Just even a build standpoint, like mm, why, okay. why are the, the stitching on the nose is stitching on the eyebrow? Totally. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah.
1: We'll have to, but, we'll have to see. Um, yeah. so beyond that, do you guys have anything else on the, the, uh, bat suit,
0: if you will, the new bat suit? I had, I had always said that I think Robert Pattinson would make a really good Bruce Wayne. And I don't know how I felt about him being Batman. Mm-hmm. And I think that even though this was a very short clip i think it um i don't want to say it completely sold me but it definitely it definitely boosted my confidence in him by a by a lot absolutely yeah he
2: definitely wears the suit well so
3: yeah oh which is uh, which is funny because we haven't even seen like a star wars
1: oh absolutely oh yeah which is giacchino uh, michael giacchino's uh scoring the movie so that's cool that they actually included like i think that's his music that he created for it the is. film so far yeah, so yeah, yeah.
0: but i almost expected it to go because like it was vi- like there was a it was only a few syllables no nah, it's not the word it was only a few notes short to be like dun 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 dun, dun. It's, the,
1: like, Are you fucking, it's like the vanilla the imperial march right now it's like the vanilla ice conundrum <laughs> you know what i mean
2: yes it
1: was exactly that yeah it was really. a for yeah sure. actually i'm glad you mentioned the score though because i thought it was really well done and added a lot of mood and atmosphere to it so that's that's for sure. sure uh okay so let's move on from that we got one uh last piece of news and it's more of like a i guess a pretty significant piece of news than anything else but oh my god we're uh, not even
0: we're not even at the main topic yet. we're
1: gonna be there soon but the oscars man so we gotta there's... we gotta follow up on the oscars dude we already we already set it up now we gotta have the payoff dude
0: Taylor, as <laughs> you said in the last podcast, Hollywood was going to take a fat bong hit, and they did. Dude, they took a massive bong hit, and I've never
3: <laughs> been a
1: happy.
0: Wait, did you
2: actually hit, say that? Yeah, when
1: yeah that's right. It? Yeah, yeah I, I was like, oh, okay. dude, the Oscars
0: was, took a you so texted fuck, it He was, to was us, so proud of that
3: I joke.
1: I love that, that joke, though. dude.
0: I love it. I love it because it's perfect for it's, me.
1: No, it's a great one. Yeah.
3: It makes me chuckle. It is
0: honestly very on brand. Yeah. It's very on brand for you. Yeah
1: uh (laughs) thanks joel uh no but seriously dude i have never been happier to have a movie sweep like the way that parasite did i mean it won the the four major categories i believe which is director picture um screw uh original Original screenplay screenplay. and then something else bong one four i can't remember I want to say, I don't know. I have to look it up, I guess it. I'm I'm very well prepared, guys. But point being <laughs> is that uh are we ever I dude. so like before before the Oscars, I wrote uh I wrote an article called Why Parasite Deserves to Win Best Picture and 10 Reasons Why It Won't, right? Like this movie had everything going <laughs> against it. Well did, like, it Taylor. No, but I the thing was is that is that I it, I I've never been happier to to have been proven oh. wrong.
2: It won best foreign. Best
1: foreign. Thank you. That's what it was.
0: That's what it was. Um, And yeah. So
2: that's actually pretty
0: crazy. When it won best
2: international foreign, I was like,
0: oh, they're just giving it to them so they don't win best picture. Right. And they won both. I know. And
1: that's, dude, that's the first time it's ever happened in the history of the Oscars. So. So we were proven wrong once again in, in that regard. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I was, dude, I wish Sarah would have recorded my reaction because they <laughs> called out Parasite for best picture and I literally jumped out of joy f- into the air and I was like, yes, like the dog was freaking out. And I was like, "Sarah so and I both
0: lost our shit. Dude, oh,
1: I loved it, man. I loved it. So um, I wasn't
2: watching. I got your text about it.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad I texted but you. But I was then. like,
2: <laughs> no, I know. I, cause yeah, I wasn't watching, but I was, I was taking a nice bath after a Disney day and you text me and I was like, Oh shit. And I literally came out of the bathroom and told my boyfriend, I was like, Oh my God, it won. Yep. So
1: absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah so parasite is a big, uh, a, obviously the big story of the night. Um, but in terms of the acting stuff, I think everything in, in for the acting categories was pretty much, uh, straightforward. What we expected. Um, you had, uh, I think, yeah, I think you had Laura Dern for supporting actress. Who is supporting actor? I can't recall off the top of my head. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, Pitt, which I'm super happy about. Totally deserves his Oscar. And now he finally got it. Uh, then you have for actress,
2: um. Renee Zellweger as Judy. That was a surprise.
1: Yeah. I mean, she, she, I mean, not for me. I've been following the awards race and she's won literally every award leading up to that. So it was like, she was, for me, she was one of the locks. Um, but although I I thought. judy
2: just kind of went under the tape like the film as as a whole just
1: didn't it did a lot
2: i didn't Uh, that's why it's a surprise for me
1: agreed yeah and i mean it kind of came out of nowhere in terms of like not really getting like a wide release or being a movie that a lot of people saw even for instance but you have to remember that movie is about hollywood and and judy garland is a hollywood legend who never had her chance to get an oscar so in certain respects this is as much judy garland's oscar as it is renee zellweger's because she's already won one so it's like did she really need an, I mean, I've heard the performance is amazing. I haven't had a chance to see the film yeah. yet, but, um, but yeah, it's so, pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that makes me happy. Um, cause her speech was fucking weird, dude. It was like, it, it was like a train that like started to pick up momentum and then it just like, uh, like a hit a series of rocks and then just started to go off the rails from there. It was like oh, really, no. it was really rough. Uh, speaking of speeches though, for best actor loved Joaquin's speech. So freaking happy that he finally has his Oscar! I just <laughs> rewatched The Master today, and I'm still pissed that he didn't win for that movie because his performance as Freddie Quell is amazing. Um, yeah, but equally amazing as Joker. That year. Oh gosh, I couldn't even tell you. It wasn't Jeff Bridges. It was after Jeff Bridges won. I think it was uh, the guy in The Artist, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. Oh. I, don't know, I have to look it up. But, uh, but yeah, I really thought Joaquin should have won for that performance, but I also love that movie. A great dear. Uh, very dearly. So, uh, beyond that, I think, um, what, uh, what was it that won adapted? It was, oh, Jojo Rabbit, which is, yes, let's talk about that because that was one of the, I did not, I'm so happy he won, but I just thought he had no chance in hell. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's 100% deserving for that, for, for that, uh, screenplay.
2: Yeah. Like I said, I was at, I was at Disneyland when the show started. Um, and my best friend texted me, Oh my God, Tyga. And I was like, what, what happened? She's like, he won. I was like, Oh my gosh. And I literally like, I started welling up because I was so excited that Mm -hmm. he won. And like, I'm just really excited overall. Uh, how many kind of groundbreaking moments this year had, Mm -hmm. um, him being the first indigenous person to win an Oscar. Mm -hmm. Um, He's, the, of he's course, the first like, indigenous Parasite,
1: person, people. but like the hundredth Jew, so it's okay. It levels out. <laughs> that was a joke, people. Chill out. Come on.
2: That's funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, personally, like, I, *Parasite* was a great movie, and technically, like, I do understand why it won. But as far as the way movies affected me, *Jojo Rabbit* like still is my number one, and I, <clears throat> I'm sad it didn't win Best Picture. Um, but like, I'm glad he at least got.
1: This. Some sort of recognition. I, it I agree. Yeah. It's a movie that definitely needs to be recognized. I mean, like, they're they're already start like I think uh they mentioned it um in the, in Taika's like post, uh, press conference, you know, they go into the room and mm-hmm. the reporters ask them all the questions yeah. and stuff after they win. Someone mentioned like that, that Jojo Rabbit is being taught at like USC film school. <gasps> like it's wow. already being used as like a powerful piece of cinema and it hasn't even been out in the world for a year yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's been six months. So it's like kind of insane how, um, how not only uh, prominent that movie is, but like how it will become more and more important uh, as it gets older.
2: Yeah. I I do say, I do have to say, um, I'm disappointed it didn't win more technical. Um, as far as like either costume design or production design, I thought it might take one of those, but
1: Agreed. I can also see though, in terms of the costume design, why the Academy wouldn't want to award a movie that basically like yeah. the, the whole Nazi yeah. outfit, you know, it's like, even though they are paper outfits, like, you know, um, I could see why the Academy would sort of steer away from that, even though it's not 100% justified, but still, yeah. um, so yeah, I think beyond that, there wasn't really much else that, that surprised us, uh, at least me. I mean, I think Deacons ended yeah. up winning cinematography, which I'm happy about. Um, yeah.
2: I so. think Cynthia Toy Story Arriba, 4 was uh, a little bit of a surprise.
1: That was a very big surprise. I actually yeah. didn't, I thought that would be, I mean, I really like Toy Story 4. It's a great film, but, uh, it hadn't won anything up, up to yeah. this point. I mean, uh, what's interesting about the animation category is that a, a different film took each major award this year like uh yeah. missing link won one and then i think klaus won um for something uh so yeah there was there was it was interesting but yeah a good win for toy story 4 i guess have you yeah. seen that yet lauren did you see toy story not 4? yet mm. you gotta check it out it's worth it forky. forky is an amazing character it, i mean oh wait do i have oh yeah i do have it yeah have absolutely you? you can borrow it yeah uh Great. forky Forky's amazing and then you can go watch uh forky acts ask, asks a question i was gonna say asks <laughs> asks a question uh which yeah. are like these little shorts they do on disney plus that are awesome
2: yeah i've seen them oh apparently just on a quick sidebar since you brought that up mm-hmm. um i heard someone saying that like they might start introducing some of the different silverware from the disney parks
3: oh my into God, shorts right. with
2: forky because they just started selling like the sporks in
1: i mean that- galaxy's edge that would not. I don't surprise know if that's me. true,
2: but that would be hilarious. It would
1: not surprise me at all. Forky is one of the best characters Pixar's come up with in a long time. Uh, yeah. So yeah, let's let's move on. Uh, I mean, unless you guys have anything else to say on the Oscars, let's move on to the main topic. No,
3: nah, well, everything else is pretty podcast, spot on. Right? There's nothing
0: yep. else to talk about. We're done podcasting. <laughs> we don't have to talk about anything else.
1: No, right? we gotta let's talk it. about it's our the main the... topic. the. Nope, the end of the
0: night. We'll make it.
1: <laughs> we'll make it quick, Joel. We're not gonna spend an hour. Let's talk about this movie we for have an hour,
0: dude. We have a main. We have a main topic. Yeah, let's let's talk
1: about Birds of Prey for for two hours, Joel. We'll make it a three and a half hour podcast. I'll fucking kill myself. <laughs> uh,
0: so who wants to start? No, 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 Let me here. You know, here's here's how we cannot talk about it for two hours. Are you ready to fucking hear this? <laughs> Do you know how much Suicide Squad made on its first day? Um, no. Sixty five million dollars. Okay. You know how much it made into the first weekend? Mm hmm. Like probably 130, yeah, something dollars. like that. You know how much Birds of Prey made in its first weekend? Mm-hmm.
3: Like 30 30 30 million,
0: Thirty-five, dollars. thirty-three. Yeah, the,
1: but it's because you, it was completely
2: mismarketed,
0: it made mis- a hundred million dollars less than Suicide Squad.
1: Okay, but you also have to take this into account: is that yes, it was mismarketed. Uh, it's a bad to a movie, respect. Uh, no, I actually disagree with you and we'll get into that. But, uh, what you have to remember is, is, what you have to remember is that Birds of Prey costs significantly less than, than Suicide Squad. And the international tally, actually, it made more than its entire budget back this weekend. So as long as it can uh, hold fairly strong, it doesn't even need to be number one. Like, it's going to be profitable. So I, yeah, I just want to throw that out there because there is a narrative going around right now that like, Oh, birds of prey is failing because it's like not necessary. I mean, you think it's a bad movie, but people have agendas with this movie for one reason or another. And, um, I think it's important to note that this movie was like much, much cheaper than Suicide Squad. And pr- well, the marketing, sure. the marketing was probably less as we'll kind of talk about, I guess. So who wants to go first? Joel, um, come on, man. Let me hear your thoughts.
2: Tell us why you hated it and we'll tell you why you're yeah, right. Yeah,
0: let's, let's have a discourse, man. First of all, the fact that it's a DC movie means I'm 100% not wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it also means that you're 100% biased. <laughs> yeah. Yo, but I'm not, but I'm not biased because I like Wonder Woman.
1: Like, uh, no, because I want out that, of all I, the rest of I think count it's, so. I think it's important to note, and maybe this is calling you out on the, on the cast, Joel, but you wanted to hate this movie going in and that's like, That for me is what I would consider bias. It's like, if you're not even willing to give the movie a chance, then like, how can you ever expect it to, to, to do anything for you or even have fun with it? You know what I mean?
0: It was so bad, dude. Yeah. It was so bad. So what? The dialogue was, the fucking dialogue was horrible. The writing was atrocious. You could tell that every scene had a reshoot. You could just, you could just fucking tell. It was blatantly obvious. The fucking glaring single shots that were like, well, this is out of fucking place. Yeah, why I is mean, that? So they reshot the whole fucking movie. That's why it was just it was horrible. The whole fucking movie like oh man, like, oh, God, I like where to even fucking start, dude. I think the the worst part for me was that they really didn't try to hide the fact that they reshot a majority of the movie.
1: Really? See, I didn't feel like that. I mean, I, there's definitely moments I where it's, where it felt like, okay, this is a reshoot, but for the most part, like, that didn't even stick out to me at all. Um, no. I mean, the end, the, the third act, definitely. Um, but, but yeah, man, I just, I, I didn't, I, I, I felt the exact opposite, to be honest. Uh, I don't think it's a great, uh, like an amazing movie, but I, I, I don't think it's bad in the slightest.
0: Oh, I'll let you guys.
1: Okay, well, Lauren, what are what are your thoughts? Let's hear from you. <laughs>
2: um. Yeah, I... Uh. Oh, sorry. I just realized why it's so cold in my house right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've left the door open. Oh. Um, I, yeah, so I went into it thinking I was going to really not like the movie at all. And I was very pleasantly surprised how much fun I had with it. Is mm. it a perfect movie? No. Absolutely Is it a great not. movie? I don't know if I would even call it great. But it mm-hmm. was a fun movie. Um, there were parts of it that I didn't super love. I didn't really love, um, <clears throat> Ewan's performance as Black Mask. Um, but after finding oh. out that they originally wanted Sam Rockwell,
1: it makes a lot For of sense. that part,
2: it makes a lot of sense. Especially, the way he plays it.
1: Especially with all the dancing and stuff. It's like, dude, yeah. literally, that's like Sam Rockwell's thing is that he dances in right. movies. Like, it's, right. it's also one of the best running jokes in cinema as well. But yeah. Uh, sorry, please continue.
2: It's okay. And I didn't super love Zaz either. Um, but I don't know if that's because I really liked the way he was done on Gotham. As many flaws as that show had. He was one of the characters I like. Agreed. Um, but as far as the rest of it, this to me felt more like what Suicide Squad needed to be. As far as how they did, handled all the introductions of the characters. And then bringing them together. Um, I thought it was especially a nice setup if they do uh, a Harley trilogy, like, is rumored. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the fights were incredibly inventive and super fun from, like, a stunty
3: Absolutely. POV to
2: watch. Um no, None of them felt the same to me, and they did a lot of things that I've never seen before in them. Um, um, was a great Harley. Um, again, and like actually showcase properly in this. So, and I like how they kind of just (laughs) almost essentially wrote off Suicide Squad from the beginning.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, so they, like, I, I know you have problems with the animated intro, Joel, but I thought it was a clever way for them to, um, essentially, like you said, write off Suicide Squad and, and, and be able to tell their own story without having to resort to like, a ton of like archival footage with Jared Leto or even getting them c- to come back for a scene or two or whatever. Like it was just a creative yeah. effective way of like catching the audience up and also like sort of explaining away like the bullshit with Jared Leto, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I pretty much agree with, with everything you're saying. I, uh, so in terms of, I think the, the weakest aspect of this movie is the screenplay. Uh, I don't think it's, Oh, abhorrent like joel thinks it is but it's definitely it's fucking trash uh i mean cons- not really like the structure is fine like it's it's structured like deadpool which if you consider yeah. this trash then you should consider deadpool trash because the structure is like literally exactly the same yeah maybe the dialogue is better maybe the acting is way better absolutely deadpool. totally but that's due to the acting and not the writing um regardless of that i think the uh there's a lot of uh, like i i think when this movie focuses on harley is where it's strongest in terms of the writing and the characterization and 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 all that stuff that's set up i think like for instance uh i just don't feel uh, any sort of emotional connection to huntress as much as i love mary elizabeth winstead i felt like that character's arc was just kind of like okay we're going to just throw this in at the last minute you know what i mean um yeah. but i also i think the black mask storyline is a pretty poorly written Um, Mm -hmm. there's just nothing, there's just nothing there, uh, on the page. And, and I actually like Ewan for most
0: of the movies, what you're saying.
1: I, well, no, I actually like Ewan, uh, for that reason because I think he elevates it to something better than what it probably would have been with like any other actor. You know what I mean? Like, not to mention the fact that he's just going full ham. And I always appreciate when an actor just goes fucking balls to the wall wild with, like, crazy interesting choices like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. So there's that. Uh. I think the... I think the... Like you said, the action is really inventive and really well shot and really well staged. Like, I was yep. super impressed by how easy... Uh, The action is to follow in this movie, especially when you consider the clusterfuck that was Suicide Squad, where yeah. it just doesn't make any like this movie. If you look at this compared to Suicide Squad, it's kind of insane, like how heads and tails better this of a movie. This is than that film. Uh yeah. I, I won't I, deny that. I won't yeah. deny that at all absolutely and, and i don't think you would i wouldn't have expected you to um but i mean uh, i feel
2: like if we were to finally get a stunt category at the oscars next year i think this would definitely be nominated for stunts for
1: sure uh, absolutely and i think what one thing i really really loved about this movie was the way that they built in the production design to to yeah. to enhance the action and the stunts because like you think about the funhouse sequence where the where yep. mary elizabeth winstead's like bouncing around on those things that are like <laughs> and i just like any other movie like would have just been like, OK, we're just going to have her like do some boring like hand to hand fight that we've seen a million times. But instead, right. they use the production design to enhance the action and therefore the characterization in a certain respect. So uh, I really, really appreciated that aspect of it. And I couldn't agree with you more um, on that, Lauren. Uh Yeah. So, I mean, I liked a lot of the stuff about this movie. I don't think it's perfect by any means. Like Lauren said, I you, you said, you know, it's like you don't even think it's great. I think it's good. It's not great, but it's good. It's yeah. not serviceable. It's a little better than serviceable, but it, it's good, you know? Yeah. Um and uh it's ironically enough something I didn't I forgot to talk about entirely and what we've been watching, but that's kind of the way I felt about uh Sonic, which I saw tonight. I was like, this is oh,
3: this I is, can't
2: wait to see it. This is,
1: this is this is this is good. It's not great, but it's good. You know, it's it's yeah. it's totally, totally enjoyable.
0: Um I think that I think that Margot Robbie was the only good part of the entire movie.
1: See, I don't, I don't, I mean, she's definitely the best part, in in my opinion, of the movie. Uh, I like other aspects of it, but I can see where you're coming from in terms of, like,
0: that other stuff not working for you. Like, I was embarrassed for Ewan McGregor that he was in this movie. I was like, oh, you so,
1: fucked like, up what, what, so what, big. What, what bugs you so much about, like, his performance? Because I know that's something when we, when we, when you were, his accent, when you were his live texting.
3: <laughs>
1: his
0: accent was horrible. His accent was so bad.
3: His accent was bad. He wasn't even really an act,
1: like Like,
0: it was just like an American accent, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, but it was, but it was was so bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, like I said, I didn't mind, uh, I didn't mind, um, uh, Obi-Wan in this, being in this movie, (laughs) but I did, but I did mind the right, the way he was written. And I think, I mean, Christina Hodson wrote this and she also wrote Bumblebee. And Bumblebee is like, I love, I think the script for that movie is like really, 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 like that's the best part about that movie is the script. And it's so interesting seeing. I've heard Vin Diesel's movie. I've heard Vin Diesel's brothers in that movie. (laughs) Hey. <laughs> um, but it's just so interesting seeing her go from that to this and I, ironically enough i think suicides she wrote this in like 20 uh sorry not suicide squad birds of prey was written in like 2014 or 2015 so um wow. so yeah just interesting seeing like those two examples of her work and 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 why i like bumblebee just that much more um i think i think a huge problem i had with
0: it was um the uh, the introduction of the birds and the way the birds play a part in the story is so lackluster that they literally had to change the title of the movie to Harley Quinn and the birds of prey. Yeah. As a, you know what I mean? Like they changed that. They changed the title of the movie after the release. And it was like, you guys realize how much you fucked this movie. It's like you, it's like, I couldn't agree oh, more with just that. A
1: it was a really, it was a really like not a good look for the movie. Movie to, to do that, like literally, we went to the movie tonight. I was like, oh my god, it's called Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. What the hell? <laughs>
2: yeah, well, it's not the first time Warner Brothers has done that.
1: No, Look, and the black,
0: no. the black mask for Blast Mac looks looks fucking horrible. So, okay, so I, I agree. It's a fucking. It's a fucking. Sk- it's a black colored skull helmet yeah it's like horrible a, it's like it's a halloween mask I, I mean it's cool.
1: fucking hot so so what i would have been okay with and i 100 agree because when i saw the trailer i was like man i really hope they do something more than just this and they kind of didn't what i would have loved to have seen if somehow like the mask got like melted to his face or like somehow permanently attached like that's what i was hoping that was going to happen but yeah. Um, unfortunately it doesn't and i was also actually very very surprised uh the how the, that fa- that character's fate uh how that care the, the fate of that character essentially because like black mask has been a pretty consistent through line throughout the the sort of uh the dc and batman mythos and yeah, and i think
0: has. and this is what i'm saying you guys keep a you got like i feel like you keep Trying to find reasons to tell me why this movie is good, but then you keep agreeing with me on why I'm saying it's so bad.
1: (laughs) No, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with you. I'm saying I understand where you're coming from because, because I, uh, certain things I agree with you, like Black Mask, but Black Mask is only a, like a a fraction of that movie. Like, there's so much more to it than just that. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's okay for me to like not completely, and I liked it. I didn't 100% love it, but I also didn't hate it. And it's okay for me to like not, hate that and also so be be mediocre uh have a mediocre feeling about that and also really like other aspects of the movie you know what i mean yeah
2: i also said from the get-go that, that was my biggest problem with the movie was black mask so
1: yeah totally yeah totally um so yeah i mean i don't know if like there's really it's really worth it to go into spoilers on this movie because i don't like i mean like you said the 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 I I mean, I've kind of found it to be interesting, but also, like you said, a little bit troublesome how, like, the quote unquote team up aspect of this movie does it sort of happens quick. I mean, I think the justification works, but it's kind of a little bit forced, you know what I mean? Um, in terms of like getting it to that point, but I still like, I think Cassandra Kane is like one of my favorite characters in this movie. Like, I just love the, the casting and the way they, they portrayed that character. And also, also the little moments, man, the direction, the direction is not bad because like, I think, like, for instance, one of the viral moments of the movie is like when, when Harley gives, um, when Harley gives, uh, fucking Black Canary the hair tie like i'm yeah. not a chick and i don't relate to that but that's like such a specific moment that yeah. like i can't help but love it you know what i mean like yes. and i think what i love about this movie the most is the specificity of it like you may not necessarily like like certain aspects of it or, or in your case Joel like hate it but i think there's something to be said and 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 uh something to be applauded is the specificity of like making a huge uh, blockbuster like this and having it be um very uh very tight in terms of its uh the 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 sort of type of pe- people that it's appealing to the demographic
0: it's appealing to ah but i think but i think they did a horrible job for that for being a girl power movie i think they treated all their female characters like utter shit Yes and no. Um,
1: I mean, yes, that's cause that's part, like, that's part of the, uh, the sort of the, the storyline, if you will, is like overcoming that and, and moving past that. And I, you know, I, I think you could argue that, again, the justification for that is maybe a little wishy-washy, but I still think thematically, like, this movie has some strong elements to it. Like, it's, it, there's more to the movie than just being, like, a, a superhero team-up action movie. You know, in my opinion, I think there is. Again, I'm not, I'm not even quite sure what that is because I really want to, I, I would like to see it again before making that kind of judgment, um, about what it's trying to say. But, uh, but I think there's something there and there's something to be said for that.
0: Yeah. I yes. think it's, instead of it being a, like a superhero team movie against, like, bad guys in general, against, like, you know, like, we are the good people and there are, like, a larger big bad in the world. It was more just like, "Mm, I hate the Joker because I'm a broken up girl. And this other guy is also mean to me. And it's like, they really could have done like a much larger, like we are a badass team of chicks fighting against evil in general. But instead it was like, this one man was really mean and we don't like him. And I'm like, that's fucking, I mean,
1: that's because he's
2: the one who's like causing all the shit in this, like at the time, like Joker Obviously, is not happening. Right, but the they movie. could have built
0: a bigger backstory between all of these characters and other bad people in the world, and it was all just about like this one guy. He was, yeah, just oh, we all he was a he was mean, yeah. And I was like, that's I just didn't find that as a compelling like. Any one of those people could have taken him down, I think, super easily, as shown how Cassandra Kane did it almost by herself in the end. Like yeah. he wasn't really in my opinion, he wasn't really that menacing. Like the amount of people that Harley Quinn kills in the movie by herself, like she didn't you need know, a she didn't need a team of people to do that. And they built the entire movie's backstory on this one guy, as opposed to like, oh, we've all been harmed by different people and we're gonna come together to fight you know like a bigger bad it was like oh this one guy was all mean to us and it's like that's just i I mean i don't
2: necessarily agree that that's how it played because you see moments of them dealing with other hardships like with the detective like she's constantly getting shit on by everyone in her department so it's also she's also trying to overcome that in the process and this is Oh right but they
0: blame that on her alcoholism like it wasn't like oh she has to overcome like the misogyny because she's such a badass chick and all these guys suck well, it's, they like put that no, down like, her, it's, oh, it's also the much. misogyny no, but it's but it's her also the fact has that been she's stealing
2: homosexual stealing all of her wins the whole time yeah.
3: like right. that's but how
2: he he got to be head right right but no i think they drinking all of
3: that on her, drinking too
2: her drinking came from the fact that he kept stealing her wins and she was not getting ahead like she was yeah, not that's, that's necessarily an alcoholic I, to begin with
0: that's the way i perceived oh, it right but i think that that downplays like who she is as a character is all i'm saying is like i feel yeah. like that's like a weak that's another crutch that they have to like you know i just i just thought that they treated the female empowerment storylines in this so so-called female empowerment film horribly
2: I disagree.
1: So, yeah, I, I also disagree in that because I feel like there's something to be said for creating like a female, a sense of female empowerment, but also being realistic and being true to like the way that women actually are in real life. Like, for instance, like the, the whole Joker Harley relationship, it was founded on the idea of like a codependent, like she's codependent on him, yeah. right? Like, so it's, it's not necessarily like, oh, I'm sad. Like, it's the literal mental aspect of like, I am codependent well, on about this her. character about and the entire group totally but but the rest
2: of them we literally have at least one other instance of with all three of them where we see some other struggle in their life that they are overcoming absolutely and
1: for me that makes the characters multi-dimensional because it's not just one thing that defines them and even if it's two things like still that's that's something a little bit more than than like the the, like what you'd get in a cookie cutter uh superhero movie normally you know
0: what i mean Wasn't the cop the only one that didn't have a problem with Black Mask specifically? I'm pretty sure. Like, Black Canary was, like, his, like, singer
2: Right, but they also, like, she isn't using her powers prior to that because, like, her mom, like, she lost her mom because her mom was using her powers. And, like, Mm -hmm. so she's, like, trying to overcome that and struggling with that. And then with Cassandra, like, her parents or foster parents or whatever like are clearly a shit show mm-hmm. and so she's trying to escape that like we all yeah. s- we see parts of their real life aside from black mask that play into who they are
1: totally and black and the way i looked at it, at least was black-, black mask is like more so the like the um the trigger it's the catalyst, the, the catalyst yeah. exactly for 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 action in that regard to you know to speak uh generally i guess but um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think there's, I think there's a lot of the characters work for me and, and, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I enjoyed the movie for what it
0: was, you know what I mean? I think speaking of black canary using her powers all of what, what once.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And what the one time she used it, it was extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. Use it, use it again. I mean you could, but
2: she will in the next you know, movie exactly. that we see them in. It's like the uh
1: it's like the it's like the thing in Iron Man's suit where you can only use it once, you know?
2: I mean, it knocked her out, so clearly. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um yeah, I mean, I don't like the movie doesn't necessarily give justification for that. Like it's not like they name check like, "Oh, why didn't you use your canary voice earlier or whatever the hell it's called? or supersonic voice or whatever." She
2: says it. Though. They talk about
1: it. No, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, okay. like they like they uh, I think it works in that context is what I'm trying to get at. You know what I mean? Like it's okay. uh, it's one of those things where it's like you don't necessarily need to be so overt with it um, and have it be a little bit more of a, of a thing that
0: comes naturally and comes out as a surprise as that result. You know, what I, mean, I mean, I know they talked about it, but just because you write a reason doesn't mean it's good writing or a good reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could see that. That, I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but I also, like, thought Black Canary was one of the most interesting characters in the movie besides Harley Quinn. So, there's that. <laughs> and that's it. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh, so do you have any final thoughts on this, Joel? Anything else you want to say about how much you, how much you hate this movie?
0: Um, look, I don't think it's just me. I think the numbers show that the movie fucking blo- just utterly
1: blows uh, i mean box off when have box office numbers dictated the quality of a movie never so i like for me that's like a non-argument
0: i think for superhero movies they 100 percent do
1: no not at all dude there's been plenty of plenty of superhero movies that have not gotten their due i mean the marvel movies have but there's been other stuff there's been other great superhero movies like darkman darkman is a great example that oh, movie freaking <laughs> totally failed. I mean, yeah, it was 25 years ago, but still, I mean, an example nevertheless. Um, uh, even Liam, Liam's Neeson's. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say The Crow too, but The Crow actually made a lot of money. I think uh, it was a pretty popular movie.
0: I think it did. Yeah. Because
1: yeah. it was the whole Brandon Lee death thing. But, uh, but let me ask you this, Joel. Uh, which is worse? Um, actually do me a ranking between X3, Spider-Man 3, Birds of Prey and Suicide
0: Squad. <laughs> Like, is the first thing I name the worst one?
1: Uh, You can do whatever your order you want. I just want to get a, like a metric of how much you hate Birds of Prey compared to the other things that you hate. Oh, it's not as bad as
0: Spider-Man 3 or X-Men 3. Yeah. I mean, those are deep cuts for you. Yeah, no, it's not. I'm not trying to say it's the worst movie of all time. I'm yeah, just saying, yeah. going in, it fucking sucked. Like, it's like... I'm talking shit on it specifically in the context of this podcast because this is the movie that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't even yeah. think it's the worst, like, I don't even think it's the worst of films that, like, the DCEU has tried to make recently. 100%. i am saying, like, in context of, like, the podcast that we're doing right now, mm-hmm. we're talking about this movie. This yeah, movie yeah, sucks.
3: Yeah, yeah like, totally.
0: If I was to rank it compared to other DC films, it would probably be higher than a lot yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. And that's why I was well, trying to get a better, overall, like, idea. general film. It's
2: bad.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I you, mean, Ron oh, but-
2: Tomatoes has 79 percent, 80 percent for audience rating. So as far as people not liking the movie generally, I don't think that's correct.
0: Yeah, The audience who's fucking watching this movie, the DC fanboys, of course, they're going to say it's not
1: good.
2: necessarily.
0: There's a lot of people. There's a there's
1: huge. A lot, th- so, everyone you know, I've
2: seen talk about it. But the
0: people that go
1: on and-
2: except for you.
0: So. So
1: all of my I've,
2: friends who have seen it have enjoyed this I've, film I've, as a fun film.
0: That's funny. All my friends hate it. So, you know. Really? It's, that's, we, that's, that's so yeah.
1: funny how it's like, like someone can have like, like all my friends love this movie. And then someone else is like, no, it's like all my friends hated this movie. It's just so funny how that works. But, uh, but I think there's something to be said for, um, there's something to be said for the way, uh, that this movie sort of, like, there's been, the, like, again, going back to that idea of, like, there's people that have been very, very vocal about how much they hate this movie. Like, they're the, and, and not to put you in the same classes as them, but these are essentially the same people who were, who were bitching about Captain Marvel last year and about how Brie Larson is, is, like, intentionally sabotaging the movie and this and that. And, like, all these just, horrible takes, you know what I mean? And you I don't know, know like, that I
0: enjoyed Captain
1: Marvel. Totally. But, yeah. And and, and see, that's the funny thing is because I think I actually like this movie a little bit more than Captain Marvel. Like I, they're about it the takes. same, but I've rewatched Captain Marvel and that movie doesn't hold. I've watched it three or four times now. And it's like, I don't like it as much as I did the first time. I still like it, but it's just a little bit of a drop off for me. You know what I mean? so it's, that's again why I'm saying I want to go back and revisit this at some point, but, um,
0: but in terms of a rating, I think what, Captain Marvel has a bigger drop because of like the sense of like world building that it does, right? Whereas yeah. this is such a, I mean, they're trying to say it's a world building film, but it really is essentially like a one off film. It's,
1: it's trying to be a character study more so than anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Whether or not I mean, you think
0: it's successful is a
1: different discussion.
0: Right. And of all the films that you told me to rank, I mean, that's not, it is the best of those movies, but you gave me the
1: worst three movies yeah, of all time. Yeah, no,
0: exactly. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not
1: trying, like, I was trying to gauge, like, how much you, like, you, you hated the movie, which I think you've cleared up pr- pretty well. Um, but what would you, what yeah. would you, what, what score would you give this film, Joel, out of 10 or 5 or however you want to do it? A 3 out of 10. And you, Lauren?
2: Um, probably do like 5.56 out of 10 sounds
1: about right. I would go I would go 3.5 out of 5 which is uh, basically 6 out of 10. Yeah. Oh wait, no. Sorry. Mind 7, you, 7, 7 out of 7 out of 10. Man
0: 3 like a negative 5 out of 10. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, right. It's we got to do we got to do a weighted scale for all the shitty movies. Like some way to So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like
0: like a 3 out of 10 sounds really bad until you know like how I score other yeah, movies Yeah, totally. Like Spider-Man 3 Oh, no. Here's the thing is if you think about it, Spider-Man 3 and X-Men 3 don't even exist in my brain so like yeah. they
1: don't like, think they're, they're just they're not even
0: on the
3: scale
1: they're just double <laughs> negatives they cancel each other out because they're both so bad yeah, exactly. and they're both marvel
0: they got that's, to negative 10 which means they don't exist anymore yeah yeah
1: does uh does this Sorry. give you any hope for the suicide squad at this point joel that that, that movie will actually be okay are you
0: worried that the, it's gonna be good no i've told you that because it's james gunn i think that's yeah. a different take yeah totally you know I'm i mean? just yeah i'm just um, bullshitting at this point
1: yeah yeah um okay yeah so i, I, I mean
2: it does for me for what it's worth
1: make it, yeah i mean me too i think I especially... mean, I've, I've, no, obviously please. for
2: james gunn like obviously excited like have high hopes for it regardless but after seeing this movie i was like okay if suicide squad is building off of this i think this is a great stepping stone between suicide squad and the suicide squad in the Do right direction going to though i because, agree like,
0: this had such little connection with the first movie do you think they're going to even use this as a connection to that film
2: i i mean as far as the tonal shift of this aspect of the universe like i don't know if it's necessarily going to connect story-wise because i don't know where they fit time-wise together Um, but as far as like yeah the switch of the Almost, almost the type of film that it was.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And I, I agree with you, Lauren. I think the biggest thing, the biggest way this movie, uh, Birds of Prey is going to influence the Suicide Squad, because we have to make that fucking distinction every time, uh, yeah. is, <laughs> is going to be the actual characterization of Harley, right? Like, because right. Suicide Squad, like, this movie in many ways is like a recharacterization of that character. Uh, to, to pull in Austin Powers, but I mean, I, to be honest, like I haven't kept up on a lot of the Harley comics um, recently. But from what I've what I've gathered, this is a pretty accurate. Like they've gotten pretty close uh, to what Harley is is currently like in the comics in terms of characterization and 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 all that stuff. So I think that'll be the biggest holdover going into Suicide Squad is is how they're sort of able to re um, reset the character, if you will.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, and if I could say something good about the movie yeah is that i feel like margot robbie and the characterization of harley quinn was like a nine or ten out of ten
3: yeah. you know what i
0: mean i don't think that she was bad in the movie i yeah. think a lot of what made the movie bad was the writing and mm-hmm. the directing and well the horrible reshoots which led
1: to i mean she that's how i felt editing. about
2: suicide squad was yeah
1: she was oh, a nine
2: or ten out of ten in suicide squad yeah. she just wasn't utilized properly absolutely <laughs> oh, <geez>. i yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I mean I'm not talking shit about her at all though I'm saying like the yeah. movie sucks. Yeah. She can do a phenomenal job and the movie can still, you know, blow. Like the, I thought the writing was the worst part of the whole film and that's what ruined a lot of it. But she did a great job. The accent's good. Uh the action with her is good. She learned to like like fucking roller skate, you know, yeah. like you know what I mean like she she put a lot into this movie and she did a really good job. Unfortunately, I just I don't think it benefited the movie at enough which is which is ironic that
1: you say that because she's actually the producer on this movie and is the person oh, who hired all of those people so it's like oh, I know. it's freaking hilarious that 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 you have i mean it's not it, i'm not trying to invalidate your opinion at all i just think it's like an interesting like dichotomy you know what i mean
0: um,
1: I know, but being a great actress does not make you a great producer <laughs> absolutely and like you know maybe maybe um I mean, you learn anytime you make a movie, so I'm sure she'll, you know, if they do make another one, they'll definitely have learned from this. Um, well, have you guys
2: heard yeah. what the supposed rumors are of where they're going with this? Mm-mm. So no. people are saying that obviously it was, this was Harley and Birds of Prey. The next one, um, she goes off and forms Gotham City Sirens. Um, and then the third in the trilogy will be Sirens versus Birds of Prey, which I I think if that's where they're going, like I'm. I think that's gonna be cool.
0: I'm down. I mean, just another another film where you underutilize three more female characters and then you put them against each other. That just seems
3: mm-hmm.
0: you I'm never know, so, man. Just so You understood. never know. All I gotta say
1: is cast Aubrey Plaza as Poison Ivy. You fucking cowards. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's one of she. There's actually been a couple uh, people the the a couple recommendations that people that. have posted uh, recently, and I'm like, oh, that could be pretty good. Um, yeah we'll just get uma thurman back guys come on let's do it i
0: would perfect i would not be mad about that at all
1: i mean (laughs) uh okay so we should probably wrap it up uh i guess do uh do you guys have any final thoughts or should we just close her out Mm, i wish this movie was never made
2: I think everyone should go see this movie.
1: See, I think that that is a little bit of a line too far, Joel, because I think think everybody should go see this
0: movie and find out how bad it is.
1: I think some people will will be um, especially in terms of like young girls and stuff like this could be um, almost like not to say it's on the level of Wonder Woman in terms of like uh influence you know for lack of a better word but i think there's something to be said for this movie like inspiring young girls and and having yeah. having at least before it comes rated out r. soon but, i I that's the problem is that it is rated r so regardless of that um joel where can but we find women oh. in
2: general sorry yes.
1: no 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 yeah absolutely um, don't steal my line taylor
0: <laughs> okay well, taylor can... where can everybody find you on the
1: internet ah dang it <laughs> uh you can find me writing for mandatory.com uh as well as doing some stuff for age of the nerd as always and then got a few other things in the works that are hopefully going to be panning out so we'll see uh but you can always follow me at twitter.com at taylor Salem.
0: beautiful lauren what about you
2: i am at underscore miss pixie underscore on instagram mostly um technically the twitter too but instagram for all the current happenings
0: beautiful and you can find me at i hate birds of prey duck no i'm just kidding uh you can find me at i'm the only nerd on twitter instagram and youtube uh the last youtube video i did was a spiral uh saw reboot trailer reaction um i don't hate the idea uh it's i as a huge saw fan i'm curious to see how chris rock does this go check that out Otherwise, we have so many podcasts to listen to, and I suggest you listen Mm -mm. to all of them. Do it. We'll probably see you in another month, but if not, maybe sooner. Anyway, later, nerds. Bye.